Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Hello and welcome to episode 291 of Slam Fire Radio. This is February 15th, 2019. I am one of your hosts, Adriel. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly. And uh, Snowmageddon <laughs> got the rest. The other two are uh, are in a snowbank. Uh, at digging this out. They're digging up. Are they digging out? I thought they just decided to just stay there and, and huddle for warmth. Isn't, isn't the yeah the the play is naked? You got to put the clothes around like yourself a little tent, and then you need to cut like huddle for warmth, yeah. friction that kind of thing. Yeah, friction. I don't want to. It's talk a about it's it. a Friday night. We're recording on a Friday night, so we're getting Friday night uh, antics and Friday night language uh, into this well, show, but Trevor's, still PG language. Right, Trevor's hairy, so friction. <laughs> you think he'll start a fire? That'd be good. So. Extra heat. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew's tiny and he has no meat on his bones, so he's the first to go. Trevor will lead him. He will be the first to go. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh let's see here. Why don't we get into what we did with guns? What we did with okay. uh, what we did with guns this week is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center, Canada's premier firearms retailer. And right now they've got the Lab Radar Collection, which is a real fancy way of checking how fast your bullets are going. Sweet. Uh yeah, it's if you haven't seen one of these, imagine. You hold a magic tablet or put your magic tablet on like a stand and it's just looking down range. You don't have to shoot over top of it or anything like that. It just detects it. It detects the bullet going down range and it like tells you how fast it's going with like supreme think, accuracy. Do you think it uses radar? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Radar that that is from like lab like laboratory grade radar kind of a thing. Know. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, you don't have to strap it to the barrel. You don't have to like put it down range and shoot it and put a hole through it or anything like that. You just yeah. hold it up right next to you and it's it's magic. I uh, I was looking at these online on Amazon, so I haven't clicked on this link yet. Do you know how much they are? They're pricey. They're a pricey yeah. chronograph, well, but yeah. accurate and yeah, yeah. Because yeah. online yeah. on Amazon, I think they're around four four hundred. Amazon is is hit and miss with pricing. Sometimes they've got great pricing. Sometimes because Amazon.ca is um, doesn't have everything that .com has. Uh, typically, what no. happens is that uh, there's going to be some Canadian stores that bring stuff up to Canada and charge a huge uh, markup. So that's yep. why some of those um, uh, you know end up being quite a bit more expensive. Anyways, okay. why don't you, let's talk about stop talking about Amazon. <laughs> What's doing guns? Uh, what did I do in guns? I didn't get out and do anything, any shooting. But I did get to SFRC because it was Saturday and I wanted to go and talk to them. I dropped off some stuff too as well for the CCFR. Um, didn't really, did I buy anything? No, but I, you know what I did? I got a picture of me holding a um, KDX rifle. Yeah, I was, saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. It was only $5,000. So if anybody would like to contribute to Kelly getting a KDX gun, 
fund, uh, just send us an EMT at the show's email. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, what else did I do? Uh, we are in the midst of uh, booking all of uh, the East Coast. So pretty much have lined up the East Coast for Maple Seeds. And we're looking at also Alberta as well. So we're starting to plot that too. And we're sending out a range request to the ranges out there. Lots of stuff going on with uh, Maple Seed right now. I've um, pretty much uh, up to my eyebrows every evening with stuff with that. So I was starting to get ready for uh, the new season. And, oh, I got to, uh, I think, Adriel, you you knew this because I actually posted it in our uh, uh, instructor page, but I went to Costco. They have some really, really good stuff at Costco right now. So if you mm -hmm. want some range pants, 25 bucks, like these are awesome. What makes and, some range pants? That's what that's what I wanted to know. Well, they have lots of multiple pockets, right? Mm -hmm. So um, they're cargo pants. These ones actually have... Um, these ones are lined, so I was saying that they'd be excellent for Alberta summers when it's snowing. Uh, you can, <laughs> <laughs> so you can wear them then. Uh, twenty-five bucks, and they come in a variety of lengths as well. So I think twenty-nine, thirty, thirty-two, thirty-six are the lengths of it. So cool. I think that's really really good. And they also have uh, coats as well. So the coats that we have from the Condor coats that we have, jackets, mm -hmm. uh, they have something that looks very similar in black and also the stealth gray, which is very nice, by the way. Uh, and it's they're $25 as well. So super cheap. So if you get... The get out, jackets are $25? Yeah. Oh, I gotta look. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. You need to go because 25 bucks. like this is like... I was kind of going... I got three of them already, but I'm thinking about going back and getting another one. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so that's everything that I've done kind of with guns. We're setting up by, the, oh, yeah, calendar. Don't forget, calendar, it's the middle of the month. Uh, register yours. If you haven't registered, go and buy one at the CCFR website. Literally only a couple left at uh, uh, on the, sorry, can't talk, at the online store. Um, so once they're, once they're sold out, then that's it. Uh, but half of them that have been sold are registered. So pretty good odds. And, uh, yeah, Adriel, you haven't won yet, but maybe tomorrow. I think there's a draw happening tomorrow or maybe the next. Oh, I'll win tomorrow. then. Yeah. yeah. I don't know that's what the prize time. is, but yeah. I'll find out when it comes in the mail. Yeah. Okay. That's it. What about you? Yeah. Okay. My turn. Uh, let's see here. I went to the range. <laughs> it's been, it's been at least minus 20. Like that's been the warmest it's been for yeah, yeah. Uh, two weeks straight in Alberta here. That's the high minus 20. Uh, so it's too cold to shoot, but I've really, really wanted to get out to the range. So I went to uh, Phoenix, which is an indoor range at the south side of Edmonton here. Mm -hmm. And uh, I took out my but... uh, this big oh, yeah. 22. Yeah, this guy here, my Nork uh, uh, bolt action 22. I think you need a bigger scope. You think they, I yeah. need it bigger than the Citron six to twenty four? Yeah, I could, yeah. They they make a ten to fifty. Yeah, <laughs> for twenty two. And I shot a whole schwack of uh, five Ammo? round groups. Yep. Which what do you think of that five round group? I at think forty yards. At forty. Mm -hmm. Nice. What is it? It's a hole. It's a target. Oh, it's a hole I know. What target. ammo is it? <laughs> Uh, SK standard SK standard oh, yeah. gave me some amazing groups. 
and uh, you can see on this on, on this target here, there's a couple of good ones. I've, there's a couple on here that are high velocity ones that I didn't get great uh, accuracy out of. You, you can see from all perfect. these ones here that yeah. SK standard was so good. So that's what you're shooting. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna have to shoot. That's I tried like a, I tried a whole bunch of stuff. I've got uh, let's see here. I can't remember. Oh, Remington Subsonic, decent out of that. CCI standard velocity, right around a half inch at 40 yards. I had some Ely action. Yes, Ely action. My rifle didn't like it. No? Know. No. Uh, Win 333. You can start to see the big differences in the accuracy there. American Eagle, look what, look. Ooh, ooh. Okay, I went <laughs> quite far. The Federal Auto Match wasn't that good. And then the yeah. SK, the SK was just fantastic. SK match and SK standard. My my rifle just loves it. So that's what you'll go with. That's what I'll go with. How much yeah. are you paying out there for it? Uh, I order it in. I ordered. Oh, yeah, I just ordered two thousand rounds from Tezro. Tezro is where I ordered those from. Okay. Good price. And I think they were sixty eight dollars per five hundred. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. I mean, it's it's good quality ammo, and, oh, and I was just uh, gonna say it's quality. Yeah, uh, and like the difference between the match ammo and the not match ammo makes a big difference. There's, uh, I don't know, 40, 40 groups on this paper, and yeah. it's really clear to see the consistency of the match grade stuff versus the not match grade stuff. Yeah. And uh, like you'll you'll print the odd like really good group like. Using Remington Subsonics, there's a 0.37, there's a 0.49, but then you get a couple like 0 0.78, 0 0.69 that just aren't quite as good. Yeah. Match, match, yeah, match grade consistent. There's more quality control on those as well. Yeah. Yeah. It was also really nice shooting indoors with a heavy barrel 22 because I had to slow down for nothing. <laughs> I just, just kept ripping the rounds off like over and just reload the mag, keep going, reload the mags, keep going, keep going. How many and, people were uh, there? Not that many. I, oh. I, we went really late in the day. There was only really like an hour and a half left okay. for, for shooting and it turned out to be enough time. It, with Excellent. that time, taking my time, making sure that my shots were really good on paper, uh, I had no problem getting off all the all the ammo I wanted to. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, one thing that I'm gonna I'm gonna improve now. So the NS522 that that Narinko rifle I showed, it comes with these little five rounders here. Yep. And uh, these are not great for uh, maple seed, and also not great for um, CRPS. Okay. Okay, why do you say that? Uh, because you got to reload the little five rounders. There's one stage. Yeah. There's but... the standing ten. All right. Where you need to do a reload in between, and they're so yeah. small. But like... you got two minutes, and you got five minutes. Oh on yeah, it's, it's a lot. You got lots time. of time. Yeah. Now, it's enough time. that being said, you put five in it, and you put five in it. When we're talking about a mag change, you know, instead of eight and two and eight, it's that's five correct. Five, you you change right? it at the, at the five. Um. For CRPS, though, that I need 10, and throwing a mag chains in there when everyone else doesn't have to is a little bit more of a disadvantage. True. So I bought a rifle just for a mag. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Scorpio uh, yeah. EM322A. It uses the exact same action, and I believe the barrel's turned down. It's still that same uh, hammer-forged barrel, uh, same bolt, same everything. But it comes with a 10-round mag. And uh, 
You know, if, so, if I if I had been looking like a year ago, th yeah. the market would have been flush with these things. It would have been very easy to find these 10 round mags. Right I'm now, ask. not possible. No, nope. yep. no one's got them. So you only have one? That's correct. One 10 round mag. So if anybody can source a 10 round mag from Adriel, please send him an email at slamfireradio I've I've been begging on the show before and I, I haven't uh, I've gotten any biters but uh, I talked to a shop that's getting some in in April so I figured you know what I'll order the rifle or I'll re review the rifle I'll use the 10 round mag and then if I get the other 10 round mags I'll just turn around and sell the rifle because it was a good price um, and I know I'm going to get good accuracy because they use uh, they use the Anschutz 54 action yeah the internet lore is that I've heard good things about it. Yeah, these 322 actions are Anschutz uh, uh, machinery that got sold to China, and then they started cranking out the. This is a this is an Anschutz 54 bolt, bolt. made by made by Norinco. Uh, you know, it's got uh, uh, two locking lug surfaces on here. It's, it's everything matches. Um, well, I think everything matches. I don't know. I don't have any Anschutzes to to compare it against. Uh, so that, that should be good. Anyways, uh, now I've got another mag. The mag wasn't an exact fit though. I had to do a little bit of fitting to it. It was quite rough. So I had to like sand down the, uh, the front and back of it to kind of smooth it out to get in there. And the actual mag catch hole wasn't quite sized right for my, uh, uh, 522. So I had to work on those both, but now it works. Yeah, good. And, uh, and now I have a nice mag for my rifle. Yay! And it's very precise. That the the accuracy of it is excellent. I'm getting under you know under half an inch at 50 yards, uh, very consistently too. Right. A lot of guys will will say, um, oh yeah, my rifle, my 22 shoots dime dime sized groups or half an inch at 50 yards, but can it do it consistently? Can you put right. five groups all next to each other <laughs> that are all under five half an inch, or do you have day. one or two <laughs> that kind of fly off to the side or something like that? Right. right. So. Uh, yeah, this this rifle is very consistent and uh, and very accurate as long as mm -hmm. I use that SK standard. So, right, I got that. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, and that's so that's that's the story of why I bought a rifle for for a magazine. But I'll, yeah. I'll review it too. Anyways. But you'll review it and then you'll sell it. Yep. And, and I, I, I don't know, like the um, the stock on it. Okay, I I really don't, I don't like. like that uh, stock at all. Yeah, I don't like it either. But it's short. And I tried this on my oldest and uh he can shoulder it. Serious? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's not how, he how heavy is it? It's not as bad as the other one. Because <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't it, the, the barrel thickness is not even close to the uh, uh to the 522. Yeah. Um so it's not too heavy. Uh-huh. Hmm. It's got some stuff on it that I don't really like. Um, this I rear like sight, yeah, the rear sight has, uh, one Phillips and one flat for adjusting it. The flat adjusts it side to side, side, side. Phillips adjusts it up and up down. And down. Who is, what were they smoking when they, when they designed <laughs> this? They're like, oh man, well, just grab those screws over there and just put it. They fit perfect. Put those ones in there. And then That's the front sight. Uh, I mean, it's just like a plain, like a ramped blade. Okay. It's got, uh, the screws on it are those little prongy guys that you got to put in there. Huh. So just okay. between the front and rear sights, there are. You need three. 
three screw styles. Styles, Maybe more. Maybe more. Um, so that's, but I'm I'm never going to use the sights on here. I'll take them off and throw a scope on here right away. Right. Right. Uh, the bolt handle itself is very close to the, uh, to the stock and it's very short. So it's actually kind of hard to grab onto and and pull up and bolt turn in. And this is the same on my other rifle, but bolt turn in is very stiff. This is a very tight action on this thing. So will it listen with just working mm, it? It may, it may. Okay. Yeah. Trigger on it is fantastic. It's got zero creep on it, and it's uh, right around four pounds. And I think okay. it, the uh, trigger return spring on there is uh, is giving quite a bit of weight there. So if I reduce that trigger weight spring, just like I did with my other one, I think that'll uh, reduce the, the trigger weight on it. Mm. Uh, Going to shop in the health and beauty aisle again? <laughs> <laughs> Go to Dollarama and check things out. Now, uh, one thing, this stock is a little bit flexi- flexible, and I can feel that barrel hitting the channel there. This thing might that's need to be bedded. I'll, I'll just, I'll bed it. That's mm. uh, that's an easy fix. I got a, a bedding kit right here. I've bedded my other twenty-two, but uh, I don't yeah. like, I don't like stocks like that, though. I don't either. Like, and and the the thing is, it's got a safety. Uh, on the left-hand side, like pretty far up. So not only can you not hit it with your thumb, you have to take your hand right off to get up there and actually use the safety. So it's... uh, That's not a bad feature for some people, though. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to shoot it in a match, having the safety accessible and easy to get to is important. Do you think you're going to use it in a match? No. No. I may... No, that's stupid. Never mind. I was gonna say something that was stupid. Oh hey. Did hey, we Matthew. start already? Yeah, you bet. Hold on, I gotta plug in stuff and go downstairs to where Matthew, I did it. Did you eat we didn't Trevor? Start yet, what? Did you eat Trevor? Okay. Hi, Jewel. Is it my headset now or is it not my headset yet? Uh I don't know. Tap your headset. I'm not editing this out, by the way. Cool, man. Are we live? Yeah, we're yeah. live. We're already- oh, cool. Hey, everybody. How's it going? This is, uh, this is the setup part. Huh? <laughs> yeah. We didn't hear from you, so we didn't think Say goodnight, Jewel. Goodnight, Jewel. Goodnight, Jewel. You heard me. Oh, crap. Sorry. Can you give us a tour as you go? Yeah, here we go. This is me going down the stairs. This, you like that this light? Is new home. Isn't that yeah. light awesome? Mm-hmm. It's not. Oh, wait, it's wait, 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 wait. Okay, now people can see. They've been watching me this whole time. Oh, check that out. Isn't that beautiful? I think it's lovely. It's, it's Ikea, not. isn't it? I don't know. It's yeah. really ugly is what it is. It's beautiful. Yeah. Well, this is the dark dungeon of the basement. This is where I, um, I'm banished to do my recording because... The kid, she sleeps upstairs and stuff, so I gotta be quiet. Anyway, here I am. Sorry, I'm late. Hi. Better Welcome late to Slam Power Radio episode, whatever. <laughs> I, don't need, I don't even have a show notes up yet. I have no idea what's going on. All right, well, I'll keep going on my thing and you can get caught up. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Okay, that's that thing. Uh, yep. I ordered, okay, I don't know if I showed this on the show last time. I got one of these uh, maximum cases from Canadian Tire. On the yes. auspice of using it for a pistol case. Yeah. 
Um, it's not quite big enough to fit two pistols on one layer, but you can put a piece of foam in between them and, and run two pistols, which is kind of silly. Uh, so it's not quite big enough for two pistols, realistically. <laughs> but it's but it's very big. Uh, and it's very yeah. cheap. It's $49. Uh, I thought, hey, you know what would be cool? I'll what? order a Nanook case at the same time, and I'll compare it. Yes. So I got one of these. And, and it's got it. smaller, but you can fit both of them in because, right? Mm, it's smaller, but uh, you only fit one. So this ah. is just... <laughs> but it's a good, I... it's a good fit on one. I still need to get my nano case. So these piss, these are like seventy nine bucks. I know. So that that Canadian Tire one that's really big and uh, not as good quality is forty nine on sale. This is seventy nine, and uh, it's, it's, you know it's a better fit. It's a better fit. It's Canadian, right? It's not made mm -hmm. in China or some other place. It's made here in Canada. I'm hoping it's made here in Canada because it just it made is. that statement. Mm -hmm. um, and it also some supports uh, gunnies who are giving back to, or companies that are giving back to the gunny community as well. They've got this Love unfortunate you, thing where they got the they got a picture of a 1911 on the front, though. Like mm. that's a sticker, right? You no accounting for taste. Oh yeah, the, the sticker will come off. I'm I'm complaining about the 1911, not not yeah. anything else. Yeah. But the uh, latches on it are really good. And yep. check that out. It does fit other guns, too. They're, they're really beautiful cases. Yeah. I had to, uh, yeah, trimmed a couple things on this one to, to get her to fit. Here's how you know it's a Canadian case. Hey, come to the trigger lock cutout. Oh, because no, the yeah, trigger a... lock part, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah there's, a, there's a nice spot here for a trigger lock. And that's something that I couldn't get on any of my factory cases. You know, if you take a look at the uh, the shadow case, it's nice and trim. It's not waterproof or dustproof or shockproof or anything like that. But uh, just get, like even even if you poke the hole there for the, uh, for the trigger lock, it's like... Yeah bowing out right in the middle here yeah. and if you were to drop it on the middle you're basically putting all the force on that trigger lock there right which could mess up your trigger lock or i don't know do something else at some of my other cases you can't even do it you can't fit a handgun with a trigger lock in most of my cases you know how you solve that uh cable use, lock use a cable exactly that's what i okay. have on mine. uh cable lock on something like this means your your slide's going to be open a little bit right yep yep not yep. gonna fit unless you cut some of this foam or you gotta get one of those um trigger locks that use those little two-pronged keys that are ridiculously hard to open and close because the key keeps sliding out. <laughs> or get one of these cases. That's right. Get, That's get, room. Right get a really nice case yeah. from Nanook and yeah. 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 I like yeah, it. I trim a little that, bit. Of the does foam that here. end there? Does that end there for people who aren't watching? Sorry. Um, the part that's that the receiver for the trigger lock, does it sort of stick in there? You don't have to worry about it falling out all the time. Uh, yeah, that piece there. Yeah. Yep. Well, it just kind of, okay, just kind no, of it just kind of comes out. I mean, you could just stuff some foam in there and then just stick right. it in there and it would just live there. That would be its life. Anyway, yeah, because if it just kind of sat there, then you wouldn't have to worry about it yep. falling out and getting lost and stuff. Yeah. Hi, kitty. Now, because I have a magwell, I had to like <laughs> trim out a little bit at the bottom here for the, for the magwell right. bit, but... Uh, well, well you, you trimmed out the bottom for the magwell. Can't you trim out? Uh, never mind. For the trigger? For the slide. For the slide. For the cable lock. Except that it already fits a trigger lock, so who cares? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you said well, never you mind. Know what? Right? We thought we'd go down that hole anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways, it's uh, 
it fits and it's uh a beautiful case. Oh, and it comes in a variety of colors as well. So you have yellow. I'm thinking about orange because you know what? I was thinking about it too. I like the yellow one because it's like I've got a I've got a rack of pistol cases over on my shelf here, and yep. they're all black. And it's yep. like, where's the one that fits the guns well? It's yellow. yellow. <laughs> Easy to the, find. I, I would like I would go up though. I'd go up to the three or, or the one that fits two or or four. Three or four or two or yeah, one of the bigger ones. One of the bigger ones. Yeah. How often are you just bringing one pistol to the range? Come on. Uh, I okay. So if I go to any of these uh, pistol matches at Phoenix, that's all I bring. It's just the one pistol. I regularly right? only bring one pistol to the range because oh, yeah. I typically bring my pistol to the range because I'm competing, and so I only need my one gun. Mm-hmm. What happens if you have a failure? You someone I have a Glock. Oh yeah, <laughs> Get a Glock. Never have to worry about it then. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I did that. Uh, let's see here. I ordered a mixing board. Uh, so when we record, you know how Matthew and Trevor come over to my place and we record here and the sound sounds like garbage and we try yeah. anyways, it doesn't really work. Yeah. I got a cheap mixing board coming so we can record in real life here and it won't sound like oh, trash. And we nice. won't have to like huddle around the microphone and like and smell. breathe each other's breath. Mm, mm, mm. I could have given you one. Okay, never mind. Too late. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's uh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. I mailed out a whole pile of patches you and stickers. Did nice. None to you guys. You guys can just get yours in in person. Oh come on. I'm saying nice because the Patreoners are finally getting their stuff. Well, yeah, but listen, Carson, he was he was putting his creativity to work. So mm-hmm. people that were getting these envelopes were also getting. You know, originals by Carson too. So That's I'm awesome. kind of jealous. Yeah, I'd like a Carson original. You might get one one day. I yeah, probably will. Yep. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. And I've been working on some club stuff for uh, for my three gun club. Uh, if this would be more impressive for Trevor if he was on the show, but did you guys know that you can embed a practice score calendar on another website? I did not know that. No. So <laughs> if you if. <laughs> And you don't care. <laughs> no, 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 tell I, me more. No, I thought you You're would right. be able Trevor to. Trevor would love this, but carry on. Because Trevor's still listening. You know that, right? Not right now, but he will be. He'll be so listening tomorrow, and he'll credit. Never mind. I'm. He'll say, Kelly. Or, yes, never no, mind. It'll be you. Love you, Trevor. I'm going to drink some whiskey now. <laughs> how we improve the show um so here let me uh for you listeners who are viewers and not listeners uh kind of looks like this so you get a nice little yeah you get to like so it tells you when the registration's open which is really neat because if you're trying to get into a match that's uh, difficult to get into it's kind of nice to see like oh 7 p.m tomorrow there's a registration opening uh it also tells you when the matches are and all that kind of stuff so and you can so you can click on it directly and it can take you to the link where you can register, right? Yeah, you bet. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. Exactly. Hmm. Yeah. So How much uh, was skills? What's that? How much was that skills that you brought up? Skills and drills, ten bucks. Ten bucks? Yeah. That's just like for paper and patching and that kind of thing, right? That is super cheap. Yeah. Try to make it uh that's uh one thing that we try to do at Chaz is make it uh, inexpensive so that people who don't know if they want to do three gun or not can show up, try their stuff, 
uh, learn about what the other guys are running and uh, yeah, learn how to shoot safe and that kind of thing. Right. Yep. Why wouldn't they want to do it? It's awesome. It's fun. Super cheap. Yeah. I know. Uh, that is a bit for me. Uh, Matthew, how about you? I bought a new gun. What? what? I know, right? <laughs> Don't get too excited. The pistol. <laughs> the water pistol. But check this out. Watch. You, those of you who aren't watching, you're missing this. Well, it's a magazine! Uh, it's a magazine-fed water pistol, and not only that, it came it's with two. It's a blue gun. <laughs> oh! Does it fit any of your other holsters? It, it's a 1911 clone. One-to-one yeah. scale. Everything oh. on it is amazingly accurate in terms of... Well, the trigger... Listen to this trigger. Ooh, that is a... It's a slide-style trigger. Yep. Mm. <laughs> it's a straight-back slide-style trigger. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I saw this at the dollar store, and I just had to have it because magazine-fed water pistol? Come on. Who doesn't want one of them? So, uh, yeah, I've been rocking this for a little while now. It's great for the cats whenever they're just misbehaving a little bit. <laughs> get off the table, you dumb cat. Anyway, that's the, literally all I've done in guns. <laughs> I bought a $1.25 water pistol from the dollar store. That is the best thing I've heard in a long time. How, how are your uh, airplane repairs going? My airplane repairs are coming along nicely. The plane is... Um, Completely rebuilt with the exception of the nose gear currently. So I'm going tomorrow. I was supposed to go tonight, but it got canceled because of reasons. So I'm going tomorrow morning before I teach ground school and we're going to rebuild the nose gear. I got a new tire for it. So it's going to be bigger. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to look more proportional on the plane before I had this little tiny nose wheel, which was, it looked silly. So yeah, it's going to look much better. It's going to roll much better. It's going to fly much better. Everything's going to be better. Everything's looking great on it. I can't wait to get it back in the air. We're getting close. Perfect. How are the how are the uh, SKS mounting and the wings going? It's coming along. We have to uh, rebuild the wings to uh, support the massive weight of the SKS. <laughs> oh. uh, wouldn't that be fun, though? Yeah. I always thought goose hunting, actually, from the front seat with a shotgun would be awesome. But you, you know, you get the flyaway home yeah. guy flying along with them geese and formation, <laughs> and then just, bow, gotcha. Yeah, but you gotta, you gotta shoot them that. over top somewhere where they someone can collect. Well, uh, yeah, you just drag a big net behind the plane as you fly, you know, banner towing, but except like a big net. And then they would just right into the net how, and just how land. How close and... can you get to geese on an ultralight? Can you just, can, can is this like a hand to hand thing? It could be actually, yeah. You, mm. you wouldn't even need a gun, really. You could just like little pocket knife and stab. You could just grab their neck and ring it, spin it fish around net. real quick. Fish net, and then just oh. chuck it in the back seat. Yeah. Oh dear, you guys. Fish net, yes, that's a great idea too. Just get butterfly net, but bigger, bigger net thing because they're bigger birds. Yeah. No, they're they're um, yeah. I'm not really gonna do that for anybody who's like taking me seriously. No, not really gonna do that. Mm. But it would be fun. Disappointing. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. So, Trevor, what did you do this week? Oh, Trevor's not. Nope. He didn't I do anything. Kelly? He didn't do anything. He uh, uh, doesn't like guns anymore. Yeah. Trevor doesn't like. Trevor has given up on guns. He's decided yeah. that because Trudeau's in power, um, he might all hope he lost, and he's decided to uh, get into something a little bit more manly, crocheting. <laughs> he's going to crochet pictures of guns instead. Oh, that's interesting. Crocheting pictures yeah. of guns. Okay. All right. I guess really, Kelly. Then it's your turn. Not no, really, she's done. I went first. Oh, she's done. I oh, see. This is this is what I get for showing up late. I don't even know what's going on anymore. We're so happy yeah. you're here. 
Yeah. I should open the show notes or something, huh? Yeah, if you want to. It's optional. All right. You just tell me what to do. All right. Upcoming events. Uh, we have an upcoming event to announce. The Podcasters Charity Shoot, formerly the Podcart Charity Shoot, <laughs> will be held July 6th at Drumheller District Shooters Association. Uh, so this is something that, uh, uh, that we're helping set up. Uh, we can't take registration just yet, but uh, we, are, uh, we are getting things rolling. Uh, interested sponsors, if you've got any sponsors that are listening right now, email the show at slamfireradio at gmail.com. Yep. Um, now, Drumheller. Drumheller is really interesting. Uh, so if you're not I'm from so the excited. area, uh, Drumheller... Yeah, that's a sentence I don't think a lot of people from Drumheller ever expected to hear. Uh, it's a tourist town. Really it's, it's definitely a tourist town. So it's, it's yeah, like a, know. it's like oh. a, a tourist town. That's not like, uh, too Tourists. over, overboard touristy. They've got, yeah. um, one of the world's best, uh, collections of dinosaur bones there. They've got like a, yeah. amazing, oh, that's cool. A museum. I want to see that. Yeah. yeah they've got awesome. Um, uh, fa fantastic, uh, um, hikes that you can go on that are uh, really interesting. Cause it's got a, it's almost like a desert hilly kind of a feel to it. Badlands. Um, Badlands, yep. Yeah. And uh, and they've also got uh, one of the things that uh, kind of surprised me was uh, some coal mines and some coal mine tours that actually are like really really neat. We yeah. went on one where there was like this eighty year old guy who used to work in the coal mines giving the tour <laughs> and talking. That's pretty neat. Stuff. Yeah, it was it was actually pretty neat. So um, they've got because it's kind of like touristy. They've got a ton of hotels. Um, and it's an hour and a half from Calgary. So we were talking about like doing one of one of the ranges near Calgary. The ranges near Calgary are 45 minutes to an hour and a half away. Tell Tom me about is it. an hour and a half away. Right. But you could stay right in town. And so, they have coffee. They do have coffee. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's they important. They have coffee. They have uh, some interesting things to check out. Um, so we'll be able to yeah. do like cross events or anything um next to the range kind of a thing next to with like bunny ears on it but close to the to the range uh just right there so uh yeah, yeah. should be okay. a good time and because it's the badlands there's a ton of gophers around there a ton of gopher action oh so, sweet let's shoot yeah, gophers i'll bring my right place it's the right place i don't i don't know Your if it, that gun. gun will work yeah 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 i'll but, fill uh, it with like Hydrogen peroxide or some sort of acid or something, maybe. Oh, God. Sounds like you're gonna like violate some Geneva conventions when we when we go gopher hunting. That's I usually strive not to violate the Geneva convention when I when I uh, hunt gophers. But. So no shotguns then, <laughs> or soft nose. I don't know. Anyways, yeah, um, yeah. yeah and there's and there's there's lots of camping next to the range as well. So cool. it's uh, yeah, it's it's coming it'll be along good, nicely. It'll be good podcast charity show. <laughs> Yeah, the, the CCFR is, is is helping uh set this thing up. Um CCFR field officers like uh Jason Philper are, are definitely helping to uh yeah, to get this thing rolling and, yeah, and, and do a lot of the guy. work. Yeah. 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 So cool. it's uh it's gonna be a good time. And I think uh I think the location's gonna be fantastic as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. 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 And we're gonna be there. Yeah, yep. yeah. we'll yeah, all be yeah. there. Uh Kelly, do you have any maple seed events to talk about? Well, I just kind of talked about it and what I did in guns, but we will be holding a maple seed at the charity shoot as well. So that's going to be starting or kicking off some of our Alberta tours, um, but we're also going to have other events in Alberta, uh, kind of like at Chaz. I think we're doing one in May. Are we not? Do a couple. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I'm going to talk to you about it later. Uh, oh. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, we have basically with Maple Seed, we've uh, signed some contracts with the ranges. So we'll be putting those up soon. So just if you want to know what's coming out, just go to our website, sign up for the emails, uh, go to our Facebook page, join the Facebook page that's a you know, the actual Facebook page and then join your discussion group as well. In the discussion group, where we have all kinds of stuff that's going on, but in the regular Facebook page, we do put the events there and also the links to it as well. So join both of those. And if you become a Project Maple Seed um, member, so the $35 a month, then you get first dibs at any of the events as well because they sell out quickly. So go and be one of our you know, supporters, and then you get a chance to, to participate before the general public. Just saying. Definitely. Yep. Why don't we head Start on to the news? Too. Yeah. Well, there's going to be something else happening in the charity shoot that we haven't announced yet, but we probably have. Can uh, I talk about the it? Ferlacci, the Ferlacci yeah. shoot. Mm. Charity, the Ferlacci course, the Ferlacci, I don't know, we do a thing. We teach people how to shoot pistols and stuff. But yeah, it's going to be on Friday, if I remember right. Yep. That's correct. At the Cavalry yeah. Shooting Center. At the mm -hmm. Calgary Shooting Center. So it's not going to be at the charity shoot. It's in Calgary. So if you live in the Calgary area and you're interested in forgetting everything you know about handguns and <laughs> learning it all with me and Trevor, um, you should sign up. And you can do that by just emailing the show here. Um, now, um, the cost, is, we're only doing a one-day course. It's just introduction. Uh, it's our introduction. It's our uh, fundamentals. We put the mental back in fundamentals. Um Depending on who all shows up, we will tweak the curriculum if everybody is in a, a more medium or advanced shooter. We will do some more fun stuff with you, some more advanced stuff. But the idea is it's a basics handgun course to give, you know, wrap your head around in your hand, around your handgun, teach you how to shoot it properly. Um, yeah, so it's going to be at the Calgary Shooting Center, their indoor range, I believe. And yep. the cost is $250 per person for the day. and you can email the show to register, just slamfireradio.gmail.com. And that's also where you can send your EMT. Don't forget to send okay. your um, uh, security password. You know what right. I mean. Yep. You can collect the money. So yeah. do so, co-hosts co -host get a discount? You certainly do. $500 for you, Kelly. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> I believe, now you can't quote me on this, except that everybody probably will. I think we're limited to 10. Oh. I think because it's an indoor range right. and we don't have the the space. Mm -hmm. So I think it's 10. So if you want in, email right away. If it's more than 10, we'll put you on the list. Trevor will verify because he's in cahoots with the people who are yeah. know what's going on, unlike yeah. myself, who doesn't. And we'll just continue to add to the list as as we can. And, uh, and yeah, we'll go from there. So You're doing well, anyway. though. Who, me? Yeah. For not knowing what's going on? Exactly. <laughs> you sound very confident. That's yes. that's half sure. the key. So I don't yeah. know what's quite happening, but something's happening. It's going to be fun. You should show up, and uh, it's and it's going to be fun. It so, actually yeah. it will be in, it'll be an awesome time. We have three different events. It here. really is yeah. always fun. Yeah. I really enjoy shooting yep. the shooting the teaching the class. Yep. Not shooting the class. I rarely shoot the class. I like to teach the class though. We do have a fun time with it. It's not just okay. a dry. Okay, this is your pistol and your magazine goes into well. Usually Trevor makes fun of me the whole day and I make fun of him. So it's fun. And we make fun of the shooters and they make fun of us. And it, it's a good time. You should come out yep. and play. Yeah. Jason was saying if you guys sell it too many, maybe we can 
put another day on Thursday in Drumheller. We could do something like that. Mm-hmm. We, we're yeah. willing to work. Now, here's something really cool. Is Trevor, we got some national coverage. Any of you guys watch uh, uh, the CCFR uh, show on? Downrange? Outdoor? Yeah, Downrange. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Never heard of it. No. Yes. Um, so, so, yeah, um, Trevor got to talk about this on the show, and I don't know if I'm allowed to tell the story, but I'm going to anyway, so if okay. I'm not allowed to and I get in trouble, whatever. Well, um, he'll, he'll so talk to you Trevor tomorrow. Trevor said, if you're interested in learning more about taking a Ferlachi course, you should email the show. And so far, from what I understand, we've gotten one email, and it was them asking us if they could recommend any instructors. <laughs> no. I know a guy. It's us. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, anyway, but, I thought it was hilarious. I have now we can th- move on, I think. Okay. But I have one more thing to talk about, but I didn't got. Oh, sure. Okay, yeah. Oh, okay. I forgot, totally. Hey, did you guys get the new uh, Caliber magazine? Not yet. It's available online as well. If you want it, I will post it on our website. Cool. Or not website. We were in Is it. the end of the story? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. It was a really, speed. really good article. Uh, There's a couple of little errors, like little, but it was pretty good. That happens. Can't get yeah. it all right. It's journalism, after all. Yeah, it was like a five-page spread. It was awesome. Cool. It was good. Is okay, we can, move on. we can move on now. <laughs> yeah, this is my goal for Whacker. Is that your Narinko one? Yep. Mm-hmm. Now it's got a big scope, scope on it. Yeah. And oh, that's a nice oh, scope. look at this. Ten-round mag. No more Ooh, five. Speed without hanging up now? Uh, it depends on the ammo you use. If you use yeah. round nose, it's fine. Perfect. Cool if beans. you want to shoot that one when you're out here. Because I whacked a lot of gophers with that the first year I was out. Here's here's one group of... Oh, wait. There's yeah. one group of five. Look at that. Yeah. That guy. That Looks is like a, one shot. That's a gopher whacker, man. Yeah. That's a nice rifle. All right. Uh, let's see here. I might cut some of the news items just so we can get through and get to our... Because our main topic will be coming on at... Uh, well, in half an hour here. So. 25 minutes. 35 minutes. Yep. Yep. Maybe we've got uh, time to get some of this through. Yeah. Everybody's yeah, got to stick around for it, too. Uh, have you guys seen that uh, zombie knives are ban- now banned in, uh, in <laughs> yeah. Richmond, Australia? Yeah. Are you kidding me? That's just like, silly. I think... Regular uh, okay, but zombie yeah, knives, those are more dangerous because they're painted yellow. It's an assault knife. What do they call it? There's absolutely call it no a... place for dodgy weapons. That's a quote. I mean, it's dodgy. It's a dodgy paint job <laughs> on a knife. Let's just be clear here. Oh, people just want it because it's a quote-unquote zombie knife. And it's, That's all. I don't know. Interesting looking, I guess. It's ridiculous, though. It, it's just a knife. It's just, it's the whole same old thing where it oh. looks scary, so it must be scary. Those zombie well. knives have been used in serious crimes in other jurisdictions. They're like These zombie knives are a problem in Australia, apparently. Well, you know what? I we saw some news lately, though, that <laughs> knives are becoming an issue because of... There's also a huge risk of accidents by those using them as props or toys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Anytime uh, you think, like, oh, yeah, they'll just stop at this. And you're like, mm, nope, nope, there's no end. Uh, this next one here is kind of new to me. I didn't know that we had such a thing, but there is apparently... Did we talk to this before, about this before? What? The Canadian University Shooting Federation. This is a thing. Well, it looks it looks yeah. like a group that's set up to help universities set up their set own up. shooting clubs. 
Carlton University started that, did they not? Because of the fact that Carlton set one up and then the Calgary was looking, mm-hmm. they took the stuff that Carlton had with respect to how to get across, get it across to the boards and that. So mm-hmm. they met up, right? And I think that it was the same thing. They're just trying to, they're just trying to get more shooting clubs into universities. Yeah, definitely. So if you want to know more about that, cusf.ca. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I'm sure you guys read the uh, this news about the straw buyers uh, and the fact that there have been uh, under two people charged per year. Yeah, under two. Mm. At least so, based off we, the data we... that we have, like the one of the problems, and they and they say so, like right in there, is that uh, there there aren't very good stats gathered on this because the government doesn't see it as a huge problem, so they don't track okay. stats on on straw buyers if people don't see it as is the government doesn't see it as a huge problem why are people using it as fodder because it's easy to talk about and people can understand it easily and so it makes for good news segments and good sound bites and it sells papers and sells airtime and it makes people scared and so they can push more gun control right it sounds like a thing. I mean, if you told people, oh, yeah, there's straw yeah. buyers, they buy the gun and then they sell it to someone who can't have it. And that's that makes... straw buyers. I know or cow farmers. <laughs> that's good. That's why you're back on the show, Matthew. But they but they ignore the part, the part where it's like, OK, you go buy a handgun. Now go sell it to a criminal. You, you still have this on paper registered to you. You're screwed. You're screwed right. any yeah. which way about this. So There's, there was there is a, no way makes about no it. sense. Yeah. Last year, there was this one guy, right? He was arrested because of the fact that he had 40 handguns, right? That he was supposed to have. He got a little visit because of the fact that he had bought 40 handguns and he couldn't produce them. So guess what? Mm-hmm. He was arrested. And didn't he get only like three years or something like that? I don't know. At the same time, they're complaining about yeah. all this stuff. They're like, they're reducing the sentences. So it's, it's hard to. C75. Yeah. Yep. Anyways. Um, so, so someone uh, uh, took, took it upon themselves to research this and find all the instances they could possibly find about straw right. buyers. And uh, over a 16 year term found that 1.6 people per year. Uh, we're charged uh, uh, for this on average, right? So right. Um, this does not seem like a uh, huge problem. A huge problem. Even like the the problem with with going b- through our numbers here in Canada is that they're not statistically significant. Right. And the reason why they're not statistically significant is because our our range of like uh, uh, crime guns is actually very low. Right. So if if that one guy who uh, who fleeced uh, forty handguns. Those 40 handguns make that trend go like into the stratosphere. Yep. And when you see that in a trend, you, you understand that that trend is not statistically significant for, uh, for a, a short time period. You can't make any inferences over a short time period. And uh, it's bunk. Right. It's all bunk. That's right. uh, long story short. I'll stop talking about nerdy stats stuff. <laughs> okay. And of that, only 50 of them have been recovered so far. Just saying. Yep. Yeah, so there's doesn't yeah. seem to be a yeah. Um, have you guys seen the videos that Rod's been putting out about the yes. uh, Doctors Against Guns? Yep, good nope. videos, good videos. They so are there's good a group of uh, doctors that uh, uh, have been against guns and have come out publicly. And I think I, I was reading a Reddit thread, and someone was like, "Why are you guys even responding to these guys?" 
uh, you know, they're just, they're nobodies, but, but I think that they're nobodies who they were on the radio and they're getting invited to committees and yep. they're getting airtime. Yep. Yep. Although so, I think like you don't need to do too much to get your time on the I think anybody needs to be anti-gun. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say anybody anti-gun can get on the radio. Mm-hmm. They're using their credentials. I think that, um, yeah. So Rod actually put out a video, uh, but he also extended almost like an olive branch saying, listen, let's just sit down and talk about it. Cause we're, you know what? Gun owners, we want the exact same thing. We do not, we want to keep our guns, right? We don't want more laws. Yeah. Oh, they're fine the way they are. It's not us. That's actually committing these crimes. So let's sit down, let's figure out what the problem is and, and uh, work together as opposed to, you know, basically let's yeah. ban everything. So. Yeah, well, like, yeah. I mean, the doctors don't really have that much domain experience. Like you would think they would, but when you when you run the numbers on the number of shootings there are per year and the number of doctors we have in Canada, Emergency most rooms most of them will. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. there's not going to be, but it does. I can understand it impacts you, right? Yeah. So from the point of view of working, like we talked about it last week, from working on you know um, children and. They'd be working with stabbing victims uh, more, Way more. Um, more often, though. So I, are, I don't know yeah. why they aren't uh, campaigning against that and guns and well, uh, uh, Big Macs and uh, <laughs> definitely Big Macs. Those, yeah. that's, a, that's a weapon of mass destruction if you ever well, saw one. I was looking, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm on Twitter, and I had a look at what they were looking at as well. It's not they're not just focusing on guns. Uh, they're also focusing on things like telling people, you know, they're giving uh, feedback on uh, wearing seatbelts, wearing helmets, wearing everything. So let's just wrap everybody in, in, you know, bubble wrap and tell everybody what to do. No. <laughs> let's not. And take away everything. <laughs> Next. Everyone Matthew. gets foam bats. Yeah, Matthew, you're not allowed flying because you could crash, you know. Uh, heck was that? Uh, not because he could crash, because he has crashed. <laughs> because I did crash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, okay. I'm going to pull up some gun stuff here. Uh, right, first cool. one I want to look at is this guy right here, the Mark 12 Duria. Yay, baby. Look at that big old break on this thing. So this is a, a, a Duria and Typhoon both have a similar shotgun. They've got they've yep. got a shotgun with a lot of accessories. That's an uh, awful lot like Typhoon, you know, though. It does very much look like a Typhoon. The yeah. brake's different. The brake's yeah. very different. The rear stock is very similar. A lot of this other stuff is very similar. But uh, yeah, no, it's, it's a big old brake. Yeah, it's just the new rendition of it. The previous rendition or model. Doesn't mm-hmm. look quite like that. Just saying, this looks an awful lot like a typhoon now. It does, and they're both Turkish and both based on the same uh, yep. uh, operating mechanism. Yep. All right. How about something a little bit different then? The okay. GHM nine. No, it's weird looking. I want one. It's a bit funny looking. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> That's because it takes a, a Glock mag. It does take a Glock? Ooh, mag, even yeah. better. I definitely want one. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I'd play with that. 
Wolverines got them. They take 10-round Glock mags, which is nice. And uh, they're real, real weird looking. Yep. Yep. Stock. That's all I know about those things. Uh, this next one I'm, I'm a little bit more uh, jazzed about. Uh, RWA is starting to make mid-length WK-180C op rods. Oh. Uh, and the reason why this is interesting is because the WK-180C has a carbine length uh, gas system on it and, and rod. And this stops you from using most of the barrels that are 18 and a half inches or longer because most of the barrels that are around 18 and a half to 20 inches are mid-length gas systems. So with this rod, you can now, you know, world's your oyster in terms of barrel. Cool. Hi, Trevor. Hi, Trevor. Hi. Hey, guys. What's hey. going on? Um, I gave up uh, waiting, and now I'm here. Okay. Cool. Cool. I sent a text uh, and said I'm going to bed. So. Uh, well, good night, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good night. Good night and hello. Hello. Yeah. Uh, I've noticed these coming in. Have you guys seen these, uh, these woody? Yeah, I hate it. Magfed. <laughs> it's, it's this dichotomy of uh, magfed and wood. <laughs> this is wrong. But you know what, though? It looks am, photoshopped. I am checking out the um, Grizzly, the 9-inch nine, nine and 13-inch. That's magfed that uh, Canada Ammo has. Yeah. <laughs> At the bottom of, yeah, right there. So if you click on one of those links, Adriel, click on the 13-inch. Whatever, doesn't uh, matter. Yeah. Uh, scroll down to the description. Mm -hmm. It says not based on an 870. Mm -hmm. Then you watch the video review, and they're like, "So this gun based on the 870." So I copied and pasted that into the video comments. And I'm like, "So what is it?" And they're like, "Are we even talking about the same gun? Are you talking about the same gun? Your video." <laughs> Your website says it's not based on the 870, but in the video, the first thing that the uh, the chick says is based on the 870. They, so they had some that were based on the 870 before. Um, right. Some of the not based ones. on the 780. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want to base it on 780. But uh, I think this is actually the Turk uh, pump. Look at the the spring that it's got on the yeah. uh, on the pump there. I'm yeah. pretty sure that's the Turk system and not the 870 system. So maybe, so maybe they are like right. the, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe parts of it are like 870-ish or something. No, I, I bet you it's naming. I bet you they had previous Dominion Arms pump-action mag-fed shotguns that were 870-based, and now they're releasing Dominion Arms mag-fed shotguns that are not 870-based. It's know, a maybe. naming thing. I I don't know, but I love this thing. I wish it wasn't. This looks better than the last. Right? I yeah. agree. <clears throat> not just was... that yeah, if you're going to have a mag fed gun it should be a really short barrel because that's the whole point otherwise just use a regular tube right so getting rid of the tube gets rid of the capacity but you gain the capacity back by magazine and that's you right. to keep the magazine loaded and just yep. throw the mag in cycle the action and boom 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 future mm -hmm. geese out of the airplane <laughs> yes <laughs> It's a throwback to an earlier joke. You were probably listening, though, weren't you, Trevor? Uh, I've been I've been in and out all, all evening. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're in and out normally. Yeah. What? <laughs> Did you I see my new gun? That's funny. Yesterday oh. was Valentine's Day. Uh, no, I didn't see your new gun. Did you see my new gun? <laughs> Ooh, that's pretty. Yeah. That is my Freedom Ordnance FX9. Non-restricted. Uh. 
AR-15 style gun, chambered in nine millimeter. Mm-hmm. Um, I shot it yet? No, I have not shot it yet. I will shoot it before the weekend's over. Uh, you'll notice the red dot optic I put on there. That's mm-hmm. one of the Vortex ones, and I liked it because it was small and compact, and I want to keep the gun lightweight. <clears throat> but that's too low. Um, it's too low, and he's gone. So. And yeah. he's he's done. Mm-hmm. He's done. So he that's the end of Trevor. Thank you for joining us, Trevor. We'll catch you next week. Stop, this yeah. abbreviated oh, gun review by Trevor oh. for a lot. Oh, there he is. Oh, hi. Hi, you're back. Welcome back. If, I, if the F-bombs made it through. Because like, nope, no I'm not effing gone. <laughs> you could hear us, but we couldn't. Absolutely could hear you, yeah. So awesome. um, if you get a close look at that, for the viewers, uh, they can see it. For the listeners, I'll describe that with the Vortex um viper red dot placed directly onto the picatinny rail i could not get a good cheek weld it was too low to the gun and there was absolutely no way i could put on any kind of uh electronic hearing protection or earmuffs and not have them push off my ear when i tried to shoulder the rifle so um well there's I had only one rise... solution here take the stock off right and turn it into a pistol shoot it so I had a riser kicking around, so I put the riser on there, and that uh, riser, basically, the red dot goes on that, and it gets it up off of the um, up off the rail just over a centimeter, which still isn't really enough, but if I just put earplugs in, like foamies, I'll be okay. So um, Vortex does sell an AR mount, so I'll need to get two because this Viper was just something I bought today to put on the gun until my uh, Venom arrives, and then the Viper will go on the AR I built last month. Which one's the Venom? Is that the one with the, the, the extra The No. No, the no. Venom looks just like this, Matthew, except it has a couple extra features. Oh, okay. And the Venom you can get in a 3M MOA dot or a 6 MOA. This one comes right. in 6 MOA only. Um, and you want the 3, don't you? Correct, yeah. Good So that's you. what I'm... Yeah, thank you. So... Sweet. I want to see uh, yeah, if, if you want to cheap out, you could get some like UTG risers for that thing and probably save like a whole bundle. Oh, I will look those up on Amazon after the show. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we'll, we'll Juan Stalls did me a solid. Um, they are now offering free shipping on orders after three, uh, over $300. When I purchased this gun back in October, uh, paid for it in full paid my shipping, paid my tax, paid everything, right? That wasn't the thing then. They said, hey, uh, you paid for everything in full and you've already paid your shipping and shipping is free now and orders over $300. So do you want your shipping credited back to you or would you like some magazines? So I said, magazines, please. And they gave me two of these uh, aftermarket (laughs) SGM Tactical, not KCI. Those are KCIs. Well, they don't say KCI, but they do say made in Korea, and we know KCIs come from Korea. Mm-hmm. The Glock ones are stamped all the way to 33. These yep. ones are only stamped to 31. But Oh, uh, get your money back. Rip right? off. I oh, know. Wait, Canada, 10. Right. Never mind. Exactly. <laughs> so. so anyway, I got my... It's still Ipsic, pretty cool, though. Yeah, I got an Ipsic belt set up for this, and um, kind of anything goes, like open. You can yeah. put a comp on this thing, a red dot on this yeah. thing, and you can run your mags wherever you want in your belt. So I got like an open belt set up going on like I did when I had nice. my open gun. Yeah. So That'll I will shoot fun. this at the next indoor match in uh, in Dartmouth. The, yeah. Very cool. Now, do you, do you guys mind if I give a little bit of a, like first impressions of this thing? 
Sure. I don't ahead. mind at all. All right. So the gun costs what? Twelve hundred bucks, eleven hundred bucks by the time you get it. You know, people, it's a thousand dollar gun plus tax plus shipping. Those things are yeah. free. It's not a thousand dollar gun. It's almost twelve hundred dollar gun. Yeah. Right. Um, it is chop full of non restricted black rifle tax. Can you see that yes. play? So if you're looking at the video, you can see yeah. the uh, it's definitely animal. play up and down yeah. on the sure. upper and lower yeah. receiver. Not you, that it can really you matters. Put an AccuWedge in there, or something? No, don't care because it doesn't affect yeah, accuracy. It doesn't affect accuracy at all. It just it, it affects my OCD is what it does. Exactly. So yeah, don't like um, it. I hate the charging handle. It's it's doesn't need to be this small. It's very small. Um, can you put in another one? I don't think is so. It standard. It's not a no, standard AR. Not. Ah. No. no. It's, Could you JP weld a big hook on the edge of it? Maybe. Uh, that's the thing, Matthew. I might actually be able to replace the hook itself. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ooh, so that might work. I, yeah, if I can, that'll be all right. I'll just take one off a decent charging handle. You don't yeah. really use your charging handle a lot in a match, though. But you know what? When I need it in a match, I'm under stress, and I want to have something big that I can grab mm -hmm. and not try and, like, pinch it with my finger and my thumb. Um the anodizing on the handguard does not match the anodizing on the upper or the lower. The uh, the rest of it, though, the fit and finish of the... Well, the fit, I mean, there's a little bit of, of, of play there. But the, the finish is fine. Uh, whatever these things go for in the United States, that's all they're worth in Canada. So if they're like six fifty in the U.S., that's all we should be paying in Canada. They're less. But, huh? They're less. They're less, eh? Well... I understand what Wolverine had to go through to get these things, and it cost money. They brought a gun to yes. the market that yep. didn't exist in this Canada. They had to get barrels made for them because Freedom or Freedom Ordnance was not producing this gun in an 18 and a half inch barrel. The longest they were producing was 16 inch or 16 and a half, whatever their legal limit is, and pistol versions. So, yep. you know, good on Wolverine for going out of the way to make this happen because this is still the coolest non-restricted PCC that you can buy in Canada right now, in my opinion. If there's another one out there that's cooler than this, that's PCC. Um, there are cool ones. Yes, there's a Chris Vector. Yes, there's the um, the um, Tavor. They're also twice the price, mm -hmm. and they don't have AR ergonomics. So for me, what this is the AR one. Carbine? Uh, the controls are not actual AR controls. Oh, okay. The magazine release is on the wrong side. It's right. on the opposite side. And the, the charging handle is reversible, but it is a charging handle on the side of the slide. Yeah. It's not a, it's not an actual AR style charging handle. Um, so if you want all the same ergonomics as an AR, you want this one. Yep. Right. That way you have to relearn muscle memory stuff. And Theron Defense is making a, an Ipsic style one now too, Matthew, with some cooler features, a longer handguard, all that stuff. But mm -hmm. it, it costs more than this. So Right. So for the price, that's that's the best thing you're gonna get for the price set. Yeah, hands down. Even yeah. even at what it costs, it it's it's still good. Yeah. Cool. So I know we're overpaying. We overpay for all our black rifles. Well that's Canada for you though. There's, yeah, you, you can't really it, so. yeah. It, it's, it's, yeah. It's still priced competitively for what you get though. Because you're getting yeah. AR controls, a tighter receiver yeah. for a thousand bucks, and Glock mag. Everybody and wants Glock, Glock mag, yeah. and yeah, like the, the, a, a good mag release on a Glock mag too. Because a lot of the other ones have like yeah, left look at that. Hand. yeah. In the yeah. pictures, it doesn't look like it's in the right place, or at least it didn't to me. But there's the mag release. There's my trigger finger. Yeah. 
It's perfectly yeah. placed. Right there. Yeah. So, and that's a nice stock. That's not some cheap. Yeah, um, that looks nice. It also that has a QD mount in it already. Yeah. It's the cool. six position um, collapsible stock. So, Do I just hope it, I hope it's a reliable and b accurate. So you'll have to give us a review after you shoot it. Yeah, I'm just gonna mm. grab it's a minute like, of snowbank. Welcome to Rescue. Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> bud. I don't yeah, even know if I'll get into the range. I probably won't get in the range. I'll probably find. No it. need to. It's non restricted. Yep, I'll just find a, a road where I'm uh, safe to shoot and not yep. likely to run into any uh, wardens who are going to think I'm shooting a restricted firearm in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, from what I've read, prepare for a break in of some kind. I'm getting mixed reviews. I know some guys that have got. 200 rounds in a row, no problem. Other guys, they get hiccups in the first, you know, 100. So, but I have been, um, the charging handles, the gun was bone dry. The gun was bone dry. Uh, I also polished the feed ramp, although I removed all the anodizing from the feed ramp. I started at 400, 600, and then went to 800 grit sandpaper to polish the feed ramp. And I've been um, just holding my finger on the trigger and turn safety off just dry firing the snot out of it in front of the tv just running that charging handle to try and like wear it in mm -hmm. uh wearing the trigger in actually i went back to slipstream slipstream uh, was a great lubricant for this charging handle situation um it really did need grease not not oil yeah. uh the trigger is heavy it's over seven pounds but I tell you what, out the box, it's a hell of a lot better than my WK trigger was. Like, world's better. It's not as creepy. The reset is short. Uh, I'm still going to put some kind of match grade trigger in it because it's a it's a play gun. It's for IPSC. But the trigger out the box, I got no no complaints. It's better than your average mil spec trigger. Cool. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> all right. Do you want to do your full update, or do you want to leave it for next week? Um. Well, where are we at time-wise? What do you want to we do? About 13 minutes. Four, yeah. And we've got a couple of other uh, new gun stuff things. Uh, but we could leave, always leave those till next week. Um. Okay. Well, I mean, there's a couple of things. Yeah, I'd like to talk about if it's all right. So uh, I did tons of reloading with uh, other Trevor and John Allen and um, Snuffleupagus, I should say. He, uh, he broke my Dylan, and so... Oh. Yeah, and it was kind of unusual. Happened? Well, he was resizing nine mil for me, or loading nine mil for himself. I can't remember. And uh, oh, he's loading nine mil for himself. He took to the press really, really well. Like, I hope Trevor's listening. Trevor decides to try and run the press for like three and a half seconds while I left the room, and I come back and it was all locked up and alarms going <laughs> off, and even smoke coming out of it. <laughs> I don't know. He's like, I just, I just barely touched it. So um, it seems so easy when something wrong. Yeah, it seemed so easy when you were doing it. Uh, obviously, it wasn't that bad, but, uh, you know. Um, so, yeah, so what happened, Kelly, was a piece of 38 Super Brass made it in with the 9 mil, uh -huh. And in station number two, where it bells the case, well, the case was too long. So, basically, it would put, like, this ridiculously huge bell on a 38 Super, right? Mm -hmm. But it didn't. It actually broke part of the powder charging system. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I have probably belt 50 38 super cases over the years that have mistakenly made it into my nine mil uh brass so called dylan and this is twice now 
Dylan sends me parts and sends me new upgraded parts. Wow. Yeah. So um, the part that pushes the brass from the brass feeding system onto the shell plate, um, the there's two pieces and they're held together with a screw and the screw inserts into what's called the heli or heli coil. I don't know how to pronounce it. Heli or heli. It's like a spring that's pushed into plastic and it, your screw threads into that. Um, that was broken years ago, but it was just a little tab that broke and I crazy glued it back on. I said, eh, next time I call them, I'll ask for a new one. And then I never did. And then so uh, it was Saturday. That part broke when Snuffy was using the press. So while I had them on the phone, I asked for this. And I was really impressed. They send me, uh, it's a couple of different pieces. I thought they would just send me the bottom part. Nope, they send me the bottom part, the top part, the spring, the cap, the screw, um, and another indexing ring that goes underneath the uh, the tool head itself. Um, so I'm putting it all, I took it all apart to get all those fresh new updated parts on there. The uh, part that puts the brass in the shell plate, it's designed out of a new plastic. It's labeled pistol on one side, rifle on the other side, because it's a piece you have to turn around depending on what kind of brass you're feeding into your press. Um, they got rid of those Healy coil things and actually put a brass insert, pressed it in the plastic, gave you a new screw. And while reassembling the press, I broke the primer punch system, <laughs> screwing it into the, yeah. Well, there was, a, I was doing all this while talking to a cousin on the phone about some stuff. And I don't know if I got Mongo tight and just went, ah, but anyway, freaking thing broke. So, um, unless I'm going to reload 45 ACP with large pistol primers, the press is done. It needs to be shut down until I get this replacement part. So now the good news is I can completely reassemble it without this part installed. And as a matter of fact, to assemble the press and use the alignment tool they, gave, they sent me last time, the primer punch needs to be out. So tomorrow morning, I had to step away. I had to just ooh, put down everything and back up, back up, breathe, meditate, all that stuff. And uh, so I'll go back to it tomorrow and reassemble it and realign it. And then when that new part comes in, I'll put it in. And it means it, take, it took uh, two weeks, less than two weeks. It took 13 days for the replacement parts to get here from Dylan. So um, I was really uh, happy with that. Um, yeah. So I learned that ballastol in your rinse water, when you, when you clean your brass with stainless steel media and water, uh, it cleans it so much that it basically like dries it out and it sticks in the press. So um, I was told to use ballastol in the rinse water when cleaning 9mm because 9mm is kind of stiff anyway. I thought it was just to lubricate the brass a little bit to go through the resizing dye, but it actually goes a long way to uh, prevent the brass from sticking on the powder funnel. That flares the case. So I had cleaned copious amounts of 40 brass. And I had done all my nine mil reloading. I set the press up for 40. I loaded some fancy hollow points, some Hornady XTP 155 grain, some Nosler 150 hollow points, uh, real nice ammo in uh, nickel uh, Winchester brass. And when uh, I was done with that, I took the brass that I cleaned in the stainless steel tumbler, put it in the machine, and it was just dragging horribly. The brass was sticking on the powder funnel. Awful. So I disassembled the press. And I grabbed my hopper, which is filled with Winchester 231, a uh, full pound. And then I grabbed my eight-pound keg of uh, tight group, and I poured the Winchester powder into the tight group powder. And I put that on the shelf. And then I went to my drill press, and 
I polished up the, um, I took the powder funnel, put it in the drill press, took some uh, fine grit sandpaper, polished it to a mirror finish, reassembled the press, took my pound of tight group powder, which now had a pound of Winchester 231 mixed in there, dumped that back into the press, start reloading. And all of a sudden my powder alarm goes off. Like it's telling me there's too much powder in the case. This is impossible. Your powder measure doesn't suddenly decide to change how much powder it's throwing. 4.7 grains of 231 is what I'm supposed to be getting. Beep, beep, beep. What, what, are, you, what are you beeping about? What, shut up. What is the problem? I start weighing the powder charges. 5.2, 5.2. How did you suddenly jump from 4.7 to 5.2? What's going on? All right. Just hammer down. Shift it in low gear, as Mark says, and keep trucking. And I adjust the powder measure, and I keep going. I get it dialed back to 4.7. I keep going. And we're back in business. And then within 100 rounds, I had loaded 400, dumped in a bucket, loaded 100 rounds, and the press was dragging again. So I took those 100 rounds that I just loaded with the powder that was supposed to be 4.7, but was 5.2, and I dumped those 100 rounds on top of the previous 400 rounds. So if you're keeping track of the mistakes here, that's two major ones. Yeah. So uh, I got to disassemble the press, clean that powder measure again, because I can literally see the powder funnel is caked with brass now. So I'm going to clean that up, and and the brass needs to be rinsed all over again with ballastol in the water to add a thin layer of lubricant. So I'll pull the press apart. I grab my powder, my tool head with the powder measure, take the cap off the powder measure, take out the keg of... of um, tight group powder take the cap off and start pouring the powder from the press back into the tight group container and i read i, I label my powder measure right because sometimes who knows you get busy life life happens and it's months before you get back to the reloading room and you want to look at your powder measure to go okay that's winchester 231 that's tight group that's varget 4.7 grains 2.8 grains you know keep track of stuff right you label things so you can like see what's going on right. yeah so i'm pouring the powder back into the tight group and all of a sudden it dawns on me that says 4.7 grains of 231. That $320 eight-pound keg of tight group says, mother effing tight group. I just destroyed about seven pounds of gunpowder. Oh. You cannot pay enough attention when you're reloading. You cannot be organized enough. You need to... Slow down. Keep that entire room run like... An emergency room everything has a place and a place for everything stay organized pay attention slow down and we had i had some sick days in there and some snow days in there and some weekends and guys i'm not kidding when i tell you i was literally spending 12 to 14 hours a day in my basement i would set my alarm put on a pot of coffee go to the basement at eight o'clock in the morning and go to bed at 11 30 at night and just all day processing brass making ammo whatever reloading project I had on the go, cleaning my, my stainless steel tumbler. I was weighing it out eight pounds, eight pounds is the perfect amount. So I got this kitchen scale down there and I'm baking buckets of eight pounds of brass at a time and putting them on for three hours. And so every three hours I put on another eight pounds of brass. Like it's just, there's years of brass down there that I haven't addressed because I didn't like last year. I spent the winter working at the, at the gun shop this year. I backed off a little bit, spending more time at home and working in my own projects and, and I'm getting caught up. And I just was in, I haven't loaded 40 since last winter. So I was in like autopilot. All I do, I've been shooting my nine millimeter 1911 since 2016. And I've been using tight group exclusively since 2016. And it's yeah. always in the same place. So I just reached for it on like muscle memory, autopilot and poured all that powder into it. 
Uh, the moral there, of the story. Was there bad words said? Um, I even made up some new words <laughs> that didn't exist previously in the English language. So are you going yeah. to fertilize your lawn, burn your lawn, make some cool like camp fire starter? Well, um, <laughs> if I had to pick any of those, it would be burn the lawn because mm -hmm. destruction makes me feel better. And I hate cutting grass. So rather than pay somebody to cut my grass, why don't I just set fire to it and call it good for the season? So I like it. I'll be right over. All right. Perfect. Um, it's already I, got pepper spray on it from last year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's probably flammable in a lot of ways. I wouldn't want to drop a match on my basement floor. You guys see the video where the law enforcement officers are at the indoor range shooting shotgun and all this I know. Stuff? That would be my yeah. basement, Kelly. That oh would my. be my basement. That was Ooh. My bench gets covered in, in sprinkled gunpowder all the time. I just take the compressor, oh. blow it all on the floor. Oh. And, oh, man. So the other thing I did was um, I've been processing 308 brass for my bolt gun, and I will soon be processing 308 brass for my AR-10, which has a match-grade barrel on it. So I'm going to be, you know, prepping the brass to not be plinking ammo. Like, I want to make it as, pre as precise as I can. So I'm doing all those usual things that I do deburring flash holes and uniforming primer pockets and trimming and neck turning and all that stuff. Um, so Sinclair makes really, really nice stuff. You get it from Brownells. And um, I ordered the Sinclair. I had Lyman primer pocket uniforming tools and they worked, but it's like, you know, you get your tools at Walmart or Canadian Tire or you could go get your tools like, you know, at a specialty shop. Well, that's kind of what it's like when you jump into the Sinclair stuff. So I ordered the um, the adapter for the for the screw gun and the large prime pocket uniformer and the small prime pocket uniformer and it really really makes a difference like it's night and day. There are pictures on my Instagram of what the prime pockets look like. So then, do they sell a, a Sinclair labeler for powder? <laughs> <laughs> I am going to cut you. <laughs> You're in Alberta, and he's going to break. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got a couple of months before Trevor gets here. Yeah, no, no. I'll have you cut. <laughs> I will have you cut. It's. I know where you work, and I know where you live. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, um, so they they also make a flash hole deburring tool. No, sorry, I have that. They make a flash hole uniforming tool, so you can uniform your primer pocket to make sure they're all the same depth. And that they're level and the primers fit all the same in all the cases. But you can also make sure that each and every one of your flash holes is free of burrs and is the same size. So that's that's next for me. So cool. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, and then one last thing. I had a bunch of IVI brass that had crimped primer pockets. So I I um, removed all the crimps and then I started to uniform those primer pockets and then I started to deburr those flash holes. So I'm actually prepping nine mil brass for my ammo for SummerSlam and the nationals. And if there's any left, the provincials to the same standard, I would rifle brass. <sighs> Cause it just, I have no children. It's a sickness. I ha it is a sickness and I have no children. So I have time to do these ridiculous things. Well, yeah, I mean, especially when it's cold and like the, you're you're snowed in. Oh, am uh, I ever? <laughs> just just make ammo, and if yep. you can't make more ammo because you don't have enough components, make it better. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. I got to do something now that I can't fill cases with powder because I wasted it all. <laughs> well, you could face yep. you could fill them with powder. It's just like unknown what you're going to get. Who knows what? Yeah. Uh... 
Oh, did I mention I ordered a forty caliber bullet puller? I had to do that too. Mm. Gonna need it. Gonna need it. Five hundred rounds. <laughs> Here's the thing: the first four hundred were all nickel cases. The next one hundred were brass cases, but unfortunately, there were a few um, nickel mixed in there. It only takes one, uh, right? So only takes one. Yep. All right, I'm done. Welcome, Graham and Ryan from... Well, you guys are from a lot of things. You guys do a whole bunch. But most recently, <laughs> you've been doing this uh, this action rifle rimfire. So, um, geez, where do we start? Let's start with, with what you guys do right now. Um, uh, Graham, you're uh, the amputee shooter. You've got a blog. You've got uh, Instagram. It's fantastic photography because I think you're into photography. Yep. I take some pictures from time to time. From time to time, yeah, just with the camera phone kind of a thing. And then, uh, 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 Ryan, you've been on the show a couple of times. And, yeah, uh, once or twice. Yeah, you're pretty good with an AR, right? You, you can I shoot. do okay. Yeah. yeah, I can hold my own. Yeah, yeah. poke some holes in some paper. So uh, <laughs> why don't you guys tell us about this action uh, rifle rimfire? And uh, how'd you guys even get started on this thing? What was the impetus here? Uh, that's purely on Ryan's shoulders there. He's, he was pestering me to get a match together at the, the club that I am the rifle chair of. And when rimfire started picking up and, and shooting steel out to 300 meters with rimfire, it, it made a lot of sense because we've got uh, 285, 290 meters at the range. And uh, a few beers later, and there we go. That's pretty much exactly how it panned out. So you're, it was it was primarily like a, a a distance thing. You guys can't go further than three hundred, and three hundred is is extremely challenging with a twenty two. So that was a, a way of upping the difficulty without using more range space. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, uh, you know, we're fairly limited in BC as to what ranges we can use. Uh, the one we're using right now is about the longest one that we can get onto on a regular basis. And it didn't help that uh, Graham's the rifle chair there, so. We uh, we basically pitched the idea to the uh, executive in mission at the club, and I think they were a little bit uh, hesitant that we were going to actually get everything done that we said we were going to get done uh, at the rate we were going to get it done. Uh, but we were pretty confident, uh, having shot uh, the CPRS or CRPS matches with Rick once before, that we could easily sell these out. Uh, no problem, and and give people lots of shooting opportunities. So, the first uh, match, I think we sold out in what six days or something. Yeah, six days, I think. And we had a wait list of about fifteen people. Oof. So we uh, convinced the club to to let us run another match uh, in the next month instead of the scheduled match that we had two months in advance. So, um, we threw a match together for March and and for April, uh, and both of those have since sold out. Um, they've been up for like three days or something. Yeah. I think it was Monday. We put them open the registration and they yeah. just flew. They sold out through. basically a hundred spots in less than five days. What, so, what are you guys running for, uh, entry fees? Uh, I don't even know. 45 bucks a head. There you go. Yeah. So it's, it's not, it's, they're, they're not, uh, uh, cheap. They're not like super high priced either, but they're yeah. like, you guys are, are getting tons and tons of demand at 45 bucks for entry. That's, that's, that's great. Yeah. Well, we had, uh, I had a lot of experience running the, uh, action rifle league CQB matches. So I could get a kind of a feel for what, uh, people wanted to pay on a regular basis. So we just put that into play, made it a little cheaper even. 
and uh, make it accessible. The cool thing is, is a couple of boxes of 22 ammo is like, you know, 20 bucks. And uh, anybody can shoot it. So it uh, it did everything that we thought it was going to do, which was good. Yeah, definitely the, the approachability is is really interesting. Uh, are you guys using a, a playoff of an, like, an established rule set or anything like that? Not not really. We're kind of kind of giving a nod to CRPS. Um, we've adopted their their rule sets and their um, classifications of rifle. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I talked to Rick, and he was he was more than happy to let us kind of adopt that. Um, we just kind of we kind of want to focus on marksmanship instead of like the gear race, right? We don't want people bringing out truckloads of gear and trying to game everything. We want to actually focus on people kind of. Skill. Working on yeah, skill. Working on their marksmanship and, and and putting that to to use in a kind of a practical, fun setting. So we've kind of incorporated some stuff from service rifle as well. That's more along the pure marksmanship side. Uh, so there's <clears throat> in the previous one there were some uh, stages where you had to shoot offhand. There was a bit of sitting. Uh, there was a little bit of kneeling, and and there's no props allowed. You can use one bag, and that's about it. But bags don't help you when you're standing. So. You know, if you're used to gaming with tripods and stuff like that a little bit, uh, we threw those in there to sort of uh, throw people off a little bit and, uh, well, make people learn how to do it the proper way, really. So it's kind of, it's kind of a good crossover of a, li- of a few different things, really. Awesome. Yeah, it sounds like your your first match went really well. You guys had uh, uh, 50 spots that, uh, that went up and, and you sold out pretty quickly. Uh, what kind of things did you learn uh, uh, just from running your your first uh, uh, action rifle rimfire match? Uh, how to write the course of fire so people can't leave it up to their own interpretation? <laughs> yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, we're like, oh, they'll get it, they'll understand. No, no, no. like they'll do anything they can do to make it easier. So this time we're going to write it out to the exact word and. Uh, mark the props exactly where they're allowed to put their stuff because otherwise it turns into a gong show of I'm going to try this, I'm going to try that. So we yeah. sick then. Totally. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Trevor might know more about that. I don't know. Yeah, a lot of this stuff you need a uh, you need a really bulletproof uh, written stage brief if you want to if you want ROs to to be able to run people through and not have any uh, idiots uh, arguing. Yeah. And, well, can and I do gaming? this? Can I do that? Can I do this? Can I? And every time you think they won't do it or won't ask, that's exactly when they will, and that's one hundred percent every time. So can I shoot under this wall, Trevor? No, you can never shoot under a wall, Matthew. <laughs> we yeah, we got it. We got a few people that when we saw that they were kind of uh, taking liberties with with where they were shooting off of the the barricades and stuff. Their, their excuse was, well, everybody else has done it, so we're just going to do it this way for the rest of the match. So, I mean, it was it was the first one, so obviously we got a bunch of uh, a bunch of stuff to kind of iron out. Um, yeah, exactly. And I mean, in some cases, like in Ipsic, when something like that happens, someone figures out a, a way to game it. This the squad before, if they didn't see what we saw. They're pissed because they can't get to come back and try it. And if it was a yep. huge advantage, then they want it tossed, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Sometimes well, it's, it's not our small. fault they didn't notice it, right? That's the right. thing, though. Yeah, it's, it's a fine line sometimes. If it's my but fault I, to the match director, I have two choices: I can right. have everybody shoot. 
yeah, I can have everybody reshoot. And if that's not possible, then we got to toss it. So you guys don't want to go down that road because it's silly and crappy and waste time. And well, can we can we back up a little bit? And for the people who have no idea what action room fire shooting is, like, can you describe what sort of a course of fire would be for the average match? Like, how how would this go down? If if I were to say, yeah, I'm going to grab my 22 and come out and shoot, what should I expect? Uh, you can expect to shoot off, you know, um, like we've made a tank trap up at the range. So shooting with a bag off of three positions from a tank trap. We, uh, we also brought out a ladder that people had to shoot kind of kneeling through. Um, what else did we tires. have? We tires. tires. Right. So and it's not, this, it's not is moving, this a right? Timed, is this a timed event? Is it based it purely is. on accuracy or is it time and accuracy? Is there any running around? Is there any moving from station to station? No, nothing like you would think. Uh, you're going to move a little ways, but it's usually within 10 feet of the uh, of the stage. Right. And uh, at Mission, we are lucky because we have all undercover shooting, so we can do cool. it even in the rain. It's all shot on steel, right. so it's it's basically precision rifle series with a 22. Nice. Okay, so it's hit or miss for your target. Yeah, There's it's no all on steel. Uh, you have a your your range officer is basically watching through a spotting scope, and he tells you whether it's a hit or a miss. You can hear it a lot of the time because it's all on right. steel. And uh, what about and that's those it. flashers? Yeah, we have some flashers coming. Yeah. Um, we have one to try out in the next match, and uh, we should have probably at least a couple more that we can borrow. Uh, but so, the reality is, you only need them at like 300 meters because it's pretty okay. hard to see those. Uh, those so it is a there. timed event then. You, it's whoever does it the fastest wins. Kind of yeah, thing. so basically, well, no, not really. So uh, oh. whoever gets the most hits wins. So you all, you all run under the same amount of time. So it's a set amount of time. So you have 90 seconds to fire 10 shots. Okay. Whoever gets the most amount of hits out of that uh, takes those hits and adds them onto their score from other stages. And then at the end of the day, you'll have a guy that has the most hits out of anybody, and then that's your winner. Okay. Right. So it's more like it's more like um, service Points. condition scoring than it is action shooting scoring. Well, it kind of is. I mean, in serving, service conditions, you're looking for Vs, uh, uh, bullseyes, and outers. Right, but, but your action but rifle, all you're doing is looking for hits. Right, so the, compar the comparison I'm making to service is fixed time, fixed round count. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so yeah. CTB is the same way. Yeah, right. you have a, a set limit amount of time, and whatever you can do within that amount of time is uh, where it's at. Right, so if I get all my hits <clears throat> in 45 seconds instead of 90 seconds, is that some kind of an advantage? Nope. No. All so right. then you finish your stage faster. Oh, that's right. it. it. That's makes all. Sense to, yep. To take your time then and yeah. make sure you get your hits for but sure. Manage your time so you don't go. That's over. right. Yeah. Most of the stages are built so that you're probably, unless you're really on top of it, you're probably not going to get all your shots off within that set amount of time. Oh, okay. okay. So yeah. it is so a very it's challenging. Fast. It's challenging. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. Yeah. They're usually um, what in, about, in around what this about, oh, 60 sorry. to 90 second kind of to get all your right. 10 shots off. So. Yeah. For you to get into the position correctly and to set up and get everything, yeah. So six. Oh yeah, we've experienced very, that. Very we, challenging. Or uh, rage quit. Yeah. Um, um, so I, I got like... another question. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What what happens if you shoot over time? Like, is the at the buzzer count. done, no, or it just doesn't yeah, count, or a penalty? Yep. It doesn't there's count. There's a penalty. Oh, okay. So there's no penalty for shooting over. You no. just don't count. And then the guys behind you jack you up because you're wasting their time. Right. Oh, okay, exactly. Gotcha. So there is a penalty then. Sort of. The time it's a social penalty. Yeah. 
So I like the time constraint for a couple of reasons. One, it'll mess with the shooter's head and put pressure on him. And two, it keeps the match moving. We don't have to yeah. wait for one guy to take 120 seconds or 160 right. seconds. Everybody gets their 90 and you're done or you're not done. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You're done. Yep. Yeah, we're also right. running five stations at once, right? So there's five shooters in five different squads going um, on their their own target at, at one time. So we kind of roll through. And where it's hit or miss, you don't have to worry about timers and stuff, counting shots, because you're just a matter of it, it, it's Stop not watch. about the timer. Stop so, watch, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So you don't have to worry about uh, shots overlapping, because in Ipsic, we've got to be careful where we don't have bays too close to each other where the timer will pick up the shots from another squad or something. Yeah, yes. nothing like that. Yeah, especially can you, steel can you run like the same squad, like like two shooters per bay at the same time? Yeah, no, Cause no, because each, cause... each station is like you're over here at a barricade, right? So yep. there's going to be the five of you and one person. Like, no, it doesn't work that way. Hmm. Yeah, that would be incredibly tricky. Like, we don't want to have two people shooting at the same target at the same time, yeah. right? Because yeah. you're not going to be able to count shots and right. hits, hits and misses. You're going to no, want. No, I'm to saying sure. like on a on a large bay, would you mm -hmm. have two groups shooting two different sets of targets at the same time, or is each bay a different stage? Uh, yeah. So we have twelve bays at the range, and we have five stations going, uh, and one station for um, kind of working on your rifle or whatever or clearing jams or a safe area for for firearms to be to be looked at while you're not um shooting and they're not on the racks um so every two bays is kind of a, a station where we we run um run the 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 bear, um, excuse me the the props and stuff interesting cool do you want to talk about the different types of uh, stages you do have? Like, what are you shooting off of? Bar just barricades, or do you have the tactical vehicle as well? The little tanks. Just that. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have that yet. Uh, well, I'd hate. It's such a cool prop. I wouldn't really want to steal it from Rick and those guys. No. It's Rimfire, uh, Kelly. So they have the tactical short bus. That's yeah. right. So we no, have we a to... uh, we have a an actual train uh, thing that the Western shooters use. Cool. Up in mission. Bye, Ryan. So you guys have a train? You guys yeah, shoot off I, of a train, yeah. like an old Western steam oh, locomotive. You guys just <laughs> on the shooter right. loses. So we uh the, the Western guys they have this this massive matchup in um I think it's September called Shoot Out of the Ridge, and uh they take up the entire rifle range. So rifle, pistol. Uh, the cowboy action range, trap range, clubhouse even um, for all of these uh, crazy events. And um, the, the train is one of these pieces where they go in and they, they get robbed or they get um, attacked by somebody and they kind of have to complete a series of um, challenges or whatever. But we've, we've been given the okay to use it if we want to. So we might bring that out. Um, Very cool. Yeah. What type of yeah. uh, firearms are people using for this? Bolt action, semi-auto. Yeah, both seems to be the. Um, both. Yeah, it's a mixture of both. Uh, I don't have like I didn't grab, um, kind of what everybody's rifle was last time around. I might do it this time just to kind of get a an, an idea of what it is that uh, people are running. But we saw everything from like um, Marlins. We, there's uh, one guy was running an old school Bruno. Uh, 1022 mm -hmm. is pretty common. Savage Mark II is what I'm running. 
So um, do you the, find th that the semi-auto gives the advantage in time and then the the bolt action is given the advantage in accuracy? Accuracy. Um, I don't know. I'd have to I'd have to to talk to some people that are shooting semi-autos. I mean, I I I run a bolt gun and it it, it works well for me. I'm you know, I'm under the time constraints that they are as well and I'm fairly versed in shooting matches, so it's Right. If, if I'm having troubles with it, I think everybody else is going to be having kind of the same sort of troubles with it, which is kind of good. Give give everybody a bit of a stressor while they're taking their shots. But for um, shot distance, what would that be? Shot distance? Yeah. Like how far do we go? Yeah, average. Like uh, in the course, because you said you you can go to like almost 300 yards. Well, is that are all your targets almost 300 yards, or is most no. of them are at 50, and every now and then you're at 300 yards? No, I think the closest the closest target we had was eighty four meters. Um, oh, okay. Uh, anything else was like past that, so eighty four all the way out to like I think we had two we had two targets out to three hundred meters. We had a few. So at this is this is an this is an optics game. Then you definitely want to have a good scope on your gun and have it dialed in. Yeah, you definitely need to know your 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 dope and what your rifle does out to 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 those distances and. Um, Kind of get in there beforehand and make sure that you know what your velocity is and and have a basic understanding of um ballistics uh are the distances known to the target or do you just put them out there and say good luck so the distances in the course of fire we keep those to ourselves uh until the day of so that yeah, people right. all have the same sort of idea day of um and right. we'll we'll laser them and give everybody the distances just okay, so people time. with the BDCs or with the adjustable turrets, they can dial them in right before it's time their time to shoot, kind of thing. Yep, like yep. they're not trying to figure that out on the fly. But the the yep. maximum and minimum distances are always published. You just don't know where they're actually going to be placed within right. those parameters, correct? Y yeah. So we will decide the night of, like we kind of the way we put the course of fire together is we kind of took a look at the range and how we wanted to kind of spread out the the targets and so we threw the course of fire together and then kind of gauged what would be an acceptable reasonable target to hit at that distance and picked a distance right so one of the more challenging um sort of stages that didn't really seem all that challenging to people at first was a uh was it eight inch target at 300 um, yeah. shooting off the bench <laughs> what sick pass yeah, that's not challenging at all <laughs> now, yeah, there were guys there were guys that had eight hits on it yeah, yeah. well yeah i mean it wasn't, I, I, it wasn't just one or two guys there was a few it wasn't yeah. me but there were a few guys i've so, seen mcclatchy shoot stuff that size at 300 but under yeah. ideal conditions not match conditions so it's doable yeah, exactly but, yeah. man yeah. You gotta, you gotta have your, you gotta be dialed in. Yeah, it would, with that one, we put the, uh, we put the targets right against the berm so that people could sort of at least get an idea where their splash was landing because uh, yeah. a lot of the other targets were kind of free floating out in the middle of the range, mm -hmm. so you had to be paying attention to where your shots were going in order to make corrections. But that one, we we gave people a little bit of help. What's the range like? Is it something that's wide open that you, you will have a lot of wind play, or is it something that you've got some it's, trees? Uh, in? It's treed in, and we've got a, a little bit of a mountainside on the left-hand side. Um, it's kind of an alleyway, so it's okay. probably 200 meters wide. Um, on the right-hand side, we've got a um, 
the shotgun range and that's quite open and so we do we'll we will get the occasional wind there not a pile of it but enough to kind of mess with the 22 that's for sure it doesn't take it doesn't take much to blow that sucker right off your target no 300 meters yeah i think that's one of the coolest things about uh about rimfire and and this uh this rimfire precision is that you can simulate that long distance pretty well with real cheap guns real cheap ammo and really easy to run matches because like trying to do 800 meters on a on a rifle and score that target and and track it and that kind of thing is is really tough but at 300 it's totally doable it's like yeah a good pair of binoculars and you're gonna be able to watch that thing and see if you hit it or not right that's right and it's it's a good way for people to sort of break into it uh because there's not a lot of recoil to manage in a 22 so you can have uh smaller people doing it kids um ladies that might not like the recoil of a full power rifle or smaller guys that might not make it i might not like it so the 22 makes it really open to a lot of different people that may not get into a full power rifle uh type match and then they can get a taste for it and then maybe you know figure out whether they want to carry on with the the big stuff Mm-hmm. Yeah, we. Had, I actually had a dad reach out to me last week. He uh, he was kind of wanting to get the lay of what it is we do because he wanted to sign his 13 year old kid up. And so after talking to him for about 45 minutes, he seemed pre- pretty keen. And so they both actually signed up. So this uh, match coming up in March, we'll have a 13 year old and his dad coming to shoot it, which should be pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah, we'll have actually more you... than one uh, because I I know for a fact that two other ones that are 13 and under signed up today. Nice. So, and yeah, these are also coming out too. Yep. Yeah, that's how what I'm talking guys, about. Uh, how do you guys handle malfunctions on the during the course of fire? Is that on the shooter's time, or yep. you have a, a mal? Oh, it is. Okay, very good. Yep. Oh. Yep. It's big boy rules. Clear. Yep. Carry on. So, so, carry on. Very good. We're thinking about uh, we're thinking about implementing a mulligan uh, thing. So you can buy a chip at the beginning. It'll be like 10 or 15 bucks. And then if you totally pooch a stage or you have a, a nasty, uh, problem, like it. then, uh, you can put your mulligan chip into play, which, uh, we'll get maybe some poker chips or something and get them made up with our logo or whatnot. I like and then that. that's uh, a cool you idea. can, you can play the mulligan uh, chip and you can reshoot the stage over again. So that's something we've been kind of playing around with a little bit. So yeah. hopefully we'll have that sorted for the next one. Would, kind of remind okay. me of my archery days when you'd call the uh, judge over to call one of your arrows, whether it was in or not, and he would arrive and there's a twenty dollar bill laying over the shaft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have yeah. a question on YouTube. So uh, somebody wants to know about the different classes and what's uh, is Division. it? Yeah, the different divisions. So you have open, right? So yeah. open and anything yeah, goes. Do ex- okay. Do you want to explain uh, dollar limit? What they're able to bring with them? Sure. Uh, so we kind of we kind of took a nod with, to Rick and CRPS yeah. with, with that, and so we we've got two divisions. We've got open and we've got production. And so production is your basic rifle under five hundred dollars with no modifications, and scope under five hundred dollars with no modifications. Um, and then open class is pretty much space guns, whatever you want to do. Um, Twenty-seven power scopes, like we've yeah. seen, like we had one in the last one. Yeah, the guy's scope weighed more than his twenty-two. Uh, did. Yeah, yeah. He shot well, we, so I don't know we had that. a guy at the shop buy a Viper uh, PST or HST six to twenty-four with a fifty-millimeter objective, yeah. and put that on his little Ruger rimfire precision gun. Yeah, like yeah this was yeah. Uh, it was a razor. This, HD. this was a razor HD four oh. and a half to twenty-seven. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. That's a heavy <laughs> scope. And it yeah. weighed more than the rifle. Well, it really helps to tame that recoil. So yeah. it just but drops off a little faster. But how right. did he do? He did well. Yeah, yeah he shot good. He's yeah. an experienced com- uh, an experienced PRS competitor, though. So, so okay. he just good. took his scope from his regular yeah, PRS so. and he put it on his 22. Yeah. He's yep. used to it though, right? Yep. He's used to, so well, awesome. and the, the advantage with those more expensive scopes is that the um, dialing in is more repeatable and more accurate. Yeah. And they have yeah. a lot of, a lot of range of adjustment. Like you look at mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the entry level Bushnell scopes will have 50 MOA up. Like that's it. Yeah. That's all the elevation they've got. And for a 22, that doesn't actually get you that yeah, far. And, it's getting and, you close to the end for sure. Yeah. yeah. So you I need... think most of the guys are running uh, something with a 20 MOA rail on there if they can find it a lot of yeah, the time. That's the way to do it. Now, is it, is it the t- title of the sport? Is it Rimfire or is it 22? Rimfire? Call it whatever you want. Yeah. So, we just okay. Well, rimfire, but, 17 HMR. But can I use well, any Rimfire yeah. ammo? Yeah. No, we're limiting it to 22 only. All right, so that's uh, 22, 22 long, long, long rifle or 22 yep. magnum? 22 magnum. Long, long rifle. <laughs> oh, okay. Listen to the game. Let's make, sure. we'll make sure we have See all the bases covered here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Room fire, I'll bring room fire. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it's definitely limited to 22. So no 32 room fire. All right. All right. No 17, no laser beams coming through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have another question from YouTube. They want to know what type of scopes you guys would recommend. So we just were talking about scopes, but let's yeah, second focal plane or first focal plane specifically. I do. I don't think it makes any difference. I run a second focal plane. Really? Uh, it's the same scope I run on my service rifle. It's uh, a four to four to sixteen. It's mm-hmm. really all you need out to three hundred. Um, more magnification can help, but it's also going to be a bigger scope and on a really small gun. It may or may not make sense when you're trying to get yourself into a weird position and whatnot. So Fair I like right. light. Did you say second or first? Second. Second. The one okay. I run is second focal plane. Yeah, I, I do the same. I've got a loophole Mark IV, uh, which is way overkill for what it is. It's a six and a half to 20. Um, I, it's the only scope I had kicking around to put on my 22. So that's, that's what's on there for now. So do you find that that reticle... Um, you're in a second your reticle is going to get bigger with your man of cakes and correct no the other way around first okay yeah Yeah, it's the first focal plane is one you want if you want your reticle to change sizes yeah i think we've sort of decided that uh having the same size reticle isn't really any sort of detriment to that kind of shooting um it's 300 yards i don't think and the targets are big right like at 300 meters we're shooting at that eight inch gong that was the smallest one but we also have a 35-inch tall Sasquatch that uh, guys shoot at. So it's not like you're blocking out the target with your reticle if you're shooting a second focal plane. So it doesn't really make any difference. Okay. Yeah, yep. CRPS has their uh, their little shagging wagon that people shoot off. we got a Sasquatch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. We've got some, got some other fun stuff coming from uh, the guys at Gong Joe as well. They're oh, creating you're using a Gongujo, are you? Yeah, yeah. you betcha. Okay. Yeah, they're they're awesome there, and uh, they're creating us some uh, fun stuff that we'll tell people about later on. But it's going to make for a real exciting uh, team shooting, which will be kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, so where do uh, where do people find out more about Action Rifle Rimfire? Uh, there's a couple places. You can go to ActionRifleRimfire.com, which is just a basic 
basic website landing page that has uh, links to um, Facebook and Instagram and all that. But Facebook is generally where everything gets posted. Uh, we've got everything in practice score as well. So we've got a club going in practice score that you can come and sign up to matches that way. Um, and yeah, we just use practice score to do all the registration and handle that. Awesome. Yeah. I think yep. practice score is a way to roll. That just makes it easier for scoring and, and getting right. the scores out to everyone and sharing and whatnot. It's easy, but it's, the site is, it's not a good site. <laughs> it's complicated and it's not, uh, it's not easy to figure out what you're supposed to do in there. Like, no man, as a match director, like, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We once have, like, you've got it. Once you've got it though, it's yeah. so good. It's so good once you figured it out. It's yep. easy enough as far as that goes. Just not intuitive. That's all I'm saying. Correct. When I call yeah. you in the middle of the day, Adriel, it's a practice score question. So start answering your phone, would you? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Practice score support. Anyways, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on the show, guys. It sounds like you've uh, you've put together a winner of a uh, of a sport out in uh, BC, and the matches sound like a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah they're they're a pile of fun. They're good. And we're going to be traveling around the province a little bit as well. Um, so if you have a range that uh, you want to run one of these at, uh, feel free to get a hold of us. We could probably do it on a 200-meter range and just make targets a little bit smaller. So that's about all we would need. But if you have, uh, you know, 200 plus, we're good to go. We can set it up. We'll take care of everything. We'll put up all the targets. And all you got to do is uh, get us the range time and we'll make it happen for you. Yep. Awesome. Well, thanks for being on again, guys. No problem. Awesome. Thanks for having us. Yeah, you bet. Thanks. Thanks again to Ryan and Graham for coming on the show and letting us know about Action Rifle Rimfire. Uh, do that we have any other a lot of fun? Yeah, it yeah. It's. Uh, I was actually talking with. Uh, I think I mentioned this on the last show. The 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 whole package to get set up for one of these matches is like uh, for the one of the outlaw matches is like three hundred and seventy bucks. Right. You do and not need a lot of steel. Show. Yeah, yeah, that's Gong Joe's that's uh, furnishing that for the outlaw. So. Yeah, well, because you, you you need air, you just use air for five hundred, but you use yep. very thin steel yep. because you don't need a lot. It's twenty two. That's right. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's very affordable, very easy to set these things up all over the place. Uh, do we have any questions on the YouTube channel that are worth uh, that that we should br bring up now or? We've been bringing up a few of them as we go. There was uh, somebody that was asking about uh, maple seeds and going out to, let me just, just, holy crap, people have been talking. Uh, Tabor, Alberta, yes, we're looking at doing one there. So David Johnson, or Johansson, we will be out there. Stay tuned. Uh, as well as Bancroft, we're looking at there as well. Um, if you do Tabor, you, know, you gotta ha you got to get them to feed you corn, though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I like corn. Corn, yeah. hmm. Uh, and bring coffee. Okay, so we were talking about this. Anybody in Alberta, we just need you to bring coffee, please. Because, you know, it's 45 minutes from, the ranges are 45 minutes from the nearest. We needed coffee last year. Um, and Matthew <laughs> and Trevor are not in makeup still. They're out here. Uh, da, 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 da. So the rear sight on the Nikon, my cantilever was the same way, two different sizes. Okay, I don't know what that means. Um and we've talked about some of these already. Cool. And, you can only yeah. imagine how much this segment sucks for the listeners at home. I know. We're scrolling <laughs> through. I think you were right the first time. You addressed them as they came up. So yep. we're good. Yeah. All right. Okay. Next up, listener feedback is sponsored by DC. Uh, sorry, Armory DC Gunsmith. Armory DC Gunsmith is a full-service gunsmith who specializes in firearms refinishing, 
He offers hot bluing, parkerizing, and Cerakote finishes, as well as wood refinishing. Check out his online inventory of new and used guns, firearms, accessories, optics, and more at dcgunsmith.ca. He just uh, got in a wicked CZ858 with a bunch of extras. You got the original barf wood furniture. The beaver barf, yep. Yeah, the beaver barf, and then some cool stuff if you don't like the beaver barf. Oh, I love the beaver barf. You know, uh, one surprising thing about the beaver barf, you can refinish it. You can sand it, polish it, and refinish it, and it's it actually does a, a really nice job. Are you kidding me? Really? Yeah. I just thought it would turn like white. Nope. That's interesting. Oh, it, it takes a finish, and it looks really cool. Anyways, uh, we've got one uh, email from Jerry W. We are grateful for the support of our sponsors, CCFR, national sponsor, Odell, Engineering, Lady Seed and Youth Event, North Silva, Savage Arms, Matador Arms, Vortex, Korth, Cheshire's Outdoor, MDT, SAS, SFRC, GSA Tactical, Chantel. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't know what that is. That's not an email. I posted that. Sorry. <laughs> I was wondering what I was reading here. And I'm no, like, I copied and pasted, and this is just like, oh, okay, I'm going to. Uh, yeah. Why don't. Sorry. There's only Sorry. a couple of emails. Adriel, let's just throw them into next week's show. How's yeah, that? Let's Sounds just good. Do that. If you'd like to uh, email the show oh, and uh, have us like be real confused while you're reading it, <laughs> while we're reading it, email the show at slamfireradio at gmail.com. Uh, podcast... By the way, those, those are all the sponsors for, C- or for uh, Maple Seed. <laughs> ah, okay. Well, uh, I'll, we'll Oops. send the invoice to Maple Seed for covering their, their sponsors. <laughs> uh podcast reviews we're now on spotify so we had listeners saying like hey i just like like listening on spotify are you guys on there and uh we weren't and now we are so uh if you would like to uh listen to us on spotify you can do that now (laughs) and uh on spotify give us like a thumbs up or a five stars or an aok or whatever they use for votes over there something (laughs) or other shout outs oh i like what you said Uh, anyone shout outs, Trevor? Yeah, man. Uh, Trigger Wholesale. So Trigger Wholesale follows me on Instagram and notice some of my um, Typhoon F12 posts and decided to give me free stuff. <laughs> so uh, they were like, send, send us a PM. We'll send you some stuff for your Typhoon. So um, like Daria Mark 12 came out with a, or the Daria came out with a three gun version or an Ipsic mm-hmm. version of their shotgun to try and keep up or compete with the F12. And of course, F12 is like, you know what? We got parts too. So um, they've been doing a little bit of promotion on Instagram. Saw my gun all decked out for three gun. And they're like, we're going to send you a spare parts kit and a muzzle brake. Nice. Yeah. Just because I posted my, yeah. So that was awesome. And more Instagram love. Uh, Shout out to Logan underscore three gun for a mag release button. Uh, It was one of those. Uh, like this post, share my or like my Instagram feed and tag three of your friends in this post, and you'll your name will be entered into a random draw. You didn't one win of these. that, did you? I did. Um, you tagged me. <laughs> it was an extended AR 15 hmm. magazine release, and you could either get an anodized red one or what looks to be a seracoded flat dark earth one. And yeah. I took the flat dark earth one and immediately installed it on my Maccabee Defense SLR because congratulations. Yeah, thank you. It had all the other controls extended and the cool trigger and the bad lever and all that stuff, but I didn't have an extended magazine release. Now I do. So feeling the Instagram love. Yeah, Logan's a beast at three gun. 
Told yeah, me. he sure looks it. He's got some, he's got a cool uh, Instagram. If you're into three gun, you should definitely follow him and check out his videos. Awesome. I have one gallon for his gallon. <laughs> <laughs> Hold that up. Hold that up so the so the viewers can see. Every year we get a Galentine. Happy Galentine. This is what we get. It's a picture I am, of I'm gallon. glad that I do not get one and he doesn't have my phone number. <laughs> he calls it he calls it Happy Galentine. Galentine. It's a picture of Gallon with a full face beard, a rose in his teeth, and he's yeah. wearing his mega hat. Yeah. Uh he he was here. When he was here, he wore his mega hat and I wore my make Trump a or make true to a drama teacher again hat. And he gave us the plague too, Kelly. But it didn't oh. hit us. It didn't hit us until a week after he left. Uh. Here he hung out with us. Other Trevor got sick. Uh, Snuffy got sick, and I'm still a little congested. Uh, he's he's horrible. he's a walking disease. Uh, <sighs> Matthew, do you have any uh, shoutouts? Yeah, to Scott Nemet. Yeah, Scott Nemet. Say good night, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor gets it. Any have naked pictures of them? <laughs> Just asking. I don't think it's the same oh, kind of relationship not. that you have with Gallon. <laughs> well, I mean, I can ask them and see what they say, but yeah. I'll let you know. It's always worth checking. <laughs> I thought Gallon sent that to everybody, including Vilde. Like, it's not I like I have a question. I can happily say, I can happily report I did not get a Gallon time. Oh. I did oh, not get one. Either. Maybe he just sends it out to his girlfriend. So I should ask I... Jewel if he got it or she got it. She might have. I can forward it to you if you want. Oh, that'd be ne never mind. I'm good. <laughs> so right. uh, I got I got one more shout out, Adriel, yep. and that's to uh, my co-host Matthew for his uh, uber entertaining um, YouTube channel and YouTube videos, specifically about the rebuilding of his airplane. Listeners, if you want to know where he's been and what he's been doing and why he hasn't been on the show and why he's on the show tonight, follow him on YouTube and watch his series on how to put his beaver back together. <laughs> Fix his busted beaver. Yeah, I had to trim the beaver last week. Did you? You trimmed it back yeah. some? I trimmed good. the beaver a bit. A little manscaping yeah. for your beaver? Good for you. <laughs> it's for high oh, speed. The, the, I have no idea why they named it that, but it's a never-ending source of hilarity. Yep. Um, yep. Sweet. Yeah, so if you watch his videos, you'll understand the say, say goodbye Scott joke. Yes, you will. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Uh, if you'd like to support the show, head on over to patreon.com forward slash slamfire radio. Uh, Patreon supporters get access to special episodes and we'll send you a patch and a sticker in the mail. And maybe there'll be a picture on the back in pencil that one of my kids did and not me. I didn't do that for sure. <laughs> if it's bad printing, it's definitely not me. My print yeah, is flawless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, finally, please join one or more of our national associations, such as the CCFR. Check us out on Gunners of Canada. Like us on Facebook. And see you next week. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun. Awesome. All right. Um, let's get this thing rolling. I'm just going to leave an air gap in here so I can find it later. So that means we're not supposed to talk for a couple of seconds, guys. Yeah, so everybody be quiet. I can't hear myself think.
Because when I'm, the pause, see, he'll let everyone knows how this works. He'll see the pause, <laughs> and then that's he'll know where the edit point is. So if we just stop talking for a second, that pause will be created. Sorry, I didn't catch that. You have to like just hold like silence for a second, and then it'll actually create like a gap in the. There's like an audio like thing, like a like a, and he uses that. But if we talk, the lines go like this. So we don't talk, and then it just goes like flat line. Right. So don't talk. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to get in on it. I thought Kelly's going to take the high road. Kelly won't play. Oh, no, 